Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Passing you into FM. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward. With arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. Hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and a very loyal fan base. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. Hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The hideout starts now. Be somebody. Be somebody. What, what, what's new? Hey, 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 what's going on, Ah, uh, Welcome to the hideout. 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. And we are live, my friends. We are live. Uh, and we want to get, uh, we want to talk to you. Never mind the football. It's not <laughs> interesting. Who cares? The real games aren't played until 4 o'clock or 7 o'clock or even Monday night. So feel free to hop in. How do they get a hold of us, Dubs? 800-636-1067 or hideoutradio.com. And uh, the AOL Instant Messenger is Hideout Radio. All right, just to give you briefly who we are, and then we'll go from there. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs, and we used to work at the mighty WJFK. Was it almost like four years ago now? Three years ago? Four years ago. I think we started like five years ago there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we, we yeah, so about three years ago we left. Yeah. We we actually started when the war mm-hmm. started, the night. The day. Yep. Yeah. And I'd have to say our career's pretty much on par with how the war's going. Mm-hmm. Ups and downs, you know, we like to uh trump it up as something bigger than it is, but whatever. Uh, but anyway, we used to work with the Ron and Fez show. Mm-hmm. We did the hideout on uh, JFK Saturday nights, then eventually moved to late nights. Uh, we've also done work with the Don and Mike show as well. You may know Dubs from his numerous tattoos and bets that he's lost with Don Geronimo. Yes, that's me. Whom, by the way, I exchanged emails with this week. Bragger. I, well, I like to name drop, and mm-hmm. that's a big one to drop. And as it turns out, Don... Um, Give a very motivational uh, little uh, little speech. It didn't say just quit. <laughs> no. You guys have uh, milked this whole uh, fake radio thing long enough. <laughs> no, it was very encouraging. In fact, coming up next, the Donna Mike Rewind. Then you got uh, BDK's movie review at 6.30. Terps basketball tips off tonight Nice on WJFK. Uh, you got the coverage starting at 7, tip off at 8 o'clock against North Florida. And uh, a lot for us to get to this evening, or this afternoon. So, uh, anyway, nonetheless, how the show works, um, in addition to uh, uh, Dubs and I talking here, is with your phone calls, like we said. First hour, we're going to do what we call the hideout sports quick hitters. Second hour is the hideout headlines. Third hour, it's just us, baby. Mm -hmm. It's just us hanging out and doing what we got to do. So, with that, throughout the afternoon, we will be giving you updates on the NFL and what's going on around the league. Dubs, if you want to go ahead and kick that off. I know, by the way, just a little bit about us, too. NFL for me, mm, take it or leave it, not so much, even though I did host the post-game show for about 10 games with All-Pro Charles Mann when it used to be on JFK. 
Name dropper? Yeah, well, you know, whatever. I'm trying to impress people. Dubs, uh, you, huge with the NFL. You love it. You're decked out in your Lions gear. Yes, I am. Uh, Lions play today at 4.15 okay. against the Arizona Cardinals right, right now. That's nap time for the <laughs> rest of America. Uh, Minnesota versus Green Bay right now is still knotted up at nothing. Jacksonville versus Tennessee, still 0-0. Uh, Denver over Kansas City, 3 nothing. Uh, Buffalo is losing to Miami, 0-3. Uh, New Orleans above St. Louis, 7 nothing, And Pittsburgh and Cleveland, 0-0. Philadelphia, Washington. Philadelphia is over Washington right now, 7 nothing. Oh, yeah. And Atlanta get... over Carolina. Joey Harrington rocking it out there. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I'm sure that's exactly what he's doing. Passing Harrington 35 yards, way more than he ever did for our Lions. All right. So, Dubs, let's get it started with the Hideout Sports Quick Hitters. We'll start it with college football. Another upset of a number one or number two team as Illinois beats Ohio State yesterday. I watched that game. <sighs> Loved it. What do you think about this year's college football season? God awful. It's awful all around. And people will argue that it's great because you never know who's going to win. All these upsets. Everybody loves an upset. Everybody loves one or two upsets a year by someone who is up and coming. But some of these teams have no business beating a number one or a number two. And some of these people have no business being a number one or a number two. It's just such a crazy, inaccurate year as far as who has talent who doesn't. It just proves how much we need a playoff system in college football. Well, not only that, too, it's the fallacy of what of the upset. Mm. Because what happens is a lot of times all of this is based on the beginning of the year. You don't know what the team's really like. It's sports writers guessing, and then you have these quote-unquote upsets with USF earlier in the year. And then uh, you got, you've had some great games with Stanford beating USC. Uh, there have been a lot of great upsets, as far quote-unquote upsets. But Florida, I don't think, was really as good as what everyone thought they were. Mm -mm. And now Ohio State, everyone was just waiting for them to fall off. I'd like to see if at some point we can find out what the current uh, top 25 is because they usually release that on a Sunday afternoon. So we'll see if we can find that. But nonetheless, I think the whole idea of of upsets is stupid now. Mm. And I'll say this about the college football game. It sucks. I hate it. It's bad. Yeah, I've, all the passing is god-awful. The receivers can't catch well, the, and the corners can't cover, which makes it even more odd. The odder. quarterbacks can't usually throw. No, I, they're, they're either over the head or hitting the uh, turf in front of them. It's bad football. Why it's, do people love it so much? I, I think people... I mean, whoever's gone to college likes their college team and likes to watch that team. But that's not true because we have a buddy of ours, Schaefer, never sniffed the inside of a college, yet he's such a huge Notre Dame fan for whatever reason. He's Catholic, that's why. Catholics, that's their college team for some reason. And they they love Notre Dame. And I I find it terrific that they lost to Air Force yesterday, Uh, another team who just can't get it going. Um, Yeah, I, I don't understand why people like it so much. The only thing I really, really liked about the college football game that I noticed actually yesterday is how excited people are when they win instead of like in the NFL where they're like, all right, we won, cool. Yeah, uh, Terry back at the station says we got to mention Navy 72, North Texas 68, an all-time scoring record. Not on Madden. I can (laughs) beat that any day. And then the game of the year is going to be Boise State at Hawaii, which could break the uh, scoreboard when it all comes down to it. Let me tell you another 
other thing that makes me mad about this whole poll system and why I hate college football. The fact that Michigan even got to sniff the top 25 again after losing to Ap- yesterday. Appalachian State is horrific. It just shows that we don't know what's going on. The whole system needs a douche. There's no doubt about it. And finally this year, I think the NCAA and college football and the BCS have seen that there are legitimate problems with the sport. Let's move it into professional football where... Apparently, there was a lot of smack-talking dubs here in the hideout sports quick hitters between a television station in Cleveland and a television station in Pittsburgh because it's the Browns versus the Steelers. Now, I've heard of radio wars, but this is a TV news war where they're uh, back and forth over a football team. Right. They should be arguing over which city sucks the least. Because which city has the less to, least to see? You know, I mean, Cleveland has the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Pittsburgh has smokestacks. So it kind of <laughs> evens out right there. Yeah, they have a river. Congratulations, <laughs> Pittsburgh. You have a river and a couple of bridges, and that's it. Dubs, we have what we call a hideout download. Uh, for this. Hideout download. Hello, everybody. 19 Action News holding a very nice We Hate Steelers Week. Well, we do. It was a fun little thing. People log on to our website, send it in. Nice pictures of the Browns and their fans. Now, a television station in Pittsburgh infiltrating our website. Channel 11 in Pittsburgh telling their viewers to log on to 19actionnews.com and make a mockery of I Hate Steelers Week. Tony Zarella taking a stand today. The 19 Action News Sports Reporter going on KQB Radio in Pittsburgh. Are they? Are they really? Ah! I love the sports talk. I'm glad that he uh, was able to do this on the toilet. You know, <laughs> able to cut a nice little liner for himself. While... Watch out. You're going to get a hemorrhoid if you strain that much. <laughs> Seriously, look out for that. Hideout download. But that still can't stop the pictures from coming in. These are downright awful. Look at this with Browns, open tryouts. Come on. Zappa woman sends in her two cents. How about time? It takes the blank out. That's very vulgar. And yeah, Pittsburgh women really look like this. Okay, enough's enough. It is time to rise up. I'll tell you this. I don't like Bobby I love Frank Yankovic. I will never eat a pickle. I eat pierogies. I don't use Heinz ketchup. I hate you. What are you talking about? It's this little fake bit that usually happens during the Super Bowl where you have one team battle, like one one city battling another city over who's going to be the greatest. But these two towns suck so much, they have to get excited over what, week seven, week eight, and the fact that they're playing each other, and that's what their biggest thing is to go over. 800-636-1067. It is the hideout. We are live. I'll have J.W and the hideout sports quick hitters. As a team, I would probably have to say I hate Pittsburgh more. As a town, I would have to say Cleveland. Who are the teams that you love to hate? I, I love to hate the Steelers. Steelers are one of those that are just annoying as all hell. I was um, so happy when Ben Roethlisberger got into a car or a motorcycle oh, accident I, I was, and had an appendectomy. I was so hoping he would never come back. And I know that's terrible. Thinking, I wanted uh, his career to go the way of Jason Williams mm-hmm. and any other sports athlete that's hurt himself on a motorcycle. Yeah, and uh, I I can't stand them. I can't stand uh, the Patriots, who, you know, you think I'm just hating people who have won the Super Bowl in the last few years, and it's kind of true. I, I don't like, uh, let's think here. Um, well, I hate Notre Dame. I lo- And the fact that Notre Dame sucks so much this year makes me incredibly happy. In fact, Pedro... 
one of our buddies on the AOL Instant Messenger Hideout Radio says, here's a list of the teams trying to get to Notre Dame uh, on their schedule for next year. The Citadel, the Coast Guard, the Merchant Marines, <laughs> ITT Tech, and the Miami Dolphins. All of them just looking for a win because they suck so bad, and it's such a great year. You hate the Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish because they're fans. I'll tell you what, ITT Tech, they're coming up. I think they can really, really take out uh, Notre Dame next year. And the other thing, too, the reason you hate them is because the fans are so into it. Like, the reason you hate Yankee fans. Mm. And the reason, if Boston's not careful, I'm going to start hating Boston fans except for Mike O'Mara because he's always (laughs) the greatest. Um, I personally, because I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan, I hate the Heat, and I'm happy they suck. I wish that Dwayne Wade would accidentally be found by Dexter while in South Miami and get caught up in the little pieces. See, I, I'm a Lions fan, so it's hard for me to talk smack to anyone, so I just basically hate every other team out there. Um, and I don't hate only winners, because I, I really do like the uh, Colts. The Colts have always been a team I like, uh, and same with the Chargers. Is there anything that could ever turn you around on these teams, like make you say, all right, you know what? I like this team now. Like a tragedy, like a we are Marshall kind of a situation, if that ever happened. If with- that happened to, like, uh, New England, it would even piss me off more because now people are liking these people, uh, the the whole New England craze. And they, it, even when they're losing, they're still winning. And that would just piss me off. All right, so even when there's a tragedy, you still can't get behind these guys. No. Uh, 800-636-1067. It is the hideout. Hefe and Dubs. On a Sunday afternoon, keeping you entertained, and we'll get you caught up to date too on all the latest scores in just a second as we do the Hideout Sports Quick Hitters. <laughs> Hall of Fame coach Don Shula tried to clarify his comments about the effect of Spygate and the scandal on any records that might be achieved if the New England Patriots go 19 and 0 and run the whole table. Essentially, what he said earlier this week is that it's diminished what they've accomplished. You would hate to have something attached to your accomplishments. They've got it. Pretty much equating the whole spy game to Barry Bonds and an asterisk. asterisk. He went back and he took it back. But is he right? Yeah, without a doubt. I think uh, and we're seeing the effects, I think, of about five years of New England cheating and people going over there for lower prices and them able to build up a empire because they cheated so long and people want that Super Bowl ring. So even now that they've been caught and they aren't cheating anymore, they've stockpiled the talent with uh, with uh, you know their record from the past years. Here's what I say to Don Shula. Shut up, Grandpa. Not everything was greater back in the 70s and the 60s and Don't the 50s. Don't cook me a steak, loser. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Why don't you stick to the steaks and we'll talk to football, man. Because as much as I hate the Pats... I hate the Dolphins more, and especially the 72 Dolphins. The 72 Dolphins who every year when the undefeated team of the year goes down, they pop the champagne. And I find that very um, insulting. And why don't we throw an asterisk on them? Because they only played 13 games in the regular season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They didn't have a salary cap when they had to deal with all that. They didn't win the Super Bowl that year, did they? No, I'm pretty sure they did. Otherwise, okay. yeah, they went they went 16-0. and 0. But uh, they only ended up going 13-0 and during the regular season. I'm almost positive about that. 
So let's throw the asterisk on them because mm-hmm. the new standard is what's going on now. And you have to go by the standard of what's current, don't you? I would think so. And I did. haven't we had 13-0 teams since then? Of course. You've had all sorts of teams that have gone. Dolphins were 14-0 and went 17-0, according to uh, Terry. Okay. So, But nonetheless, I still think that they should have some sort of a mark on their record because that was in olden days. You know what I mean? And I don't want the standard to always go by olden days. I think we should always try to remain current somehow. And the Dolphins, one thing about them, other than the 72 Dolphins, the current Dolphins need to go away, too. I think the whole Dolphin franchise, with I can really kind of put a value, and I'm going to sound like a chick by saying this, I can put a value on a team by the colors they wear. If you start wearing... Also, uh, too, do you prefer Tampax or Playtex? Playtex. They, send, they tend to uh, fit more smoothly with my young curves. Um, but uh, the Dolphins are one of those teams that wear one of like the kind of pastel, greenish... Uh, Teal, ocean. isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what Aqua it is. Aqua or turquoise. Any team who wears that kind of stuff, uh, whether it be... Um, even when the Pistons, my Detroit Pistons, when right. they when they switched jerseys, I thought they should get out of the league when they were wearing the teal. I think any team who dresses like a chick almost needs to get off the field. Yeah, but all right. So you you like manly teams like the Raiders? Oh yeah, or the Raiders, the yeah. Detroit Lions with the Honolulu blue. Hey, everybody likes a vacation, my friend. <laughs> so Detroit's a vacation? Yeah, it's a, the Honolulu. All right. The NFL commissioner uh, said that Adam Jones, Pac-Man Jones, mm-hmm. will remain suspended through the remainder of the 2007 season. Uh, Pac-Man was hoping to get some sort of a reduction. It is not going to happen. Of course, Roger Goodell is cracking down on player misconduct that has plagued his term as the NFL commissioner, as he put it. Do you like this or no? No, but also... Pac-Man Jones doesn't get it. He doesn't get when to say when because I was watching the pregame for the football games before we went on the air, and there he is sitting there with Jimmy Kimmel doing some bit on the uh, Fox pregame show. Was that really him? Yes, with strippers all over him. And I I know it was a bit of gimmick, and he was trying to make fun of everything, but (laughs) he just got banned for the season. I don't think you should be on TV with strippers regardless. Here's the thing that I hate about the NFL and the NBA when they did this, when it came to suits, they made everyone wear suits, is Mm -hmm. that obviously it's always about money. Obviously you're trying to market the game to middle white bread America. I understand that. I completely get that. But the people who play NFL football, and football overall, if you think about all your buddies, they're animals. Mm-hmm. They're savages. This is like in the olden days with Roman gladiators and trying to uh, understand why they don't want to get into a big brother's, big sister's mentoring program. These these men have been playing, you know, in a contact, a heavy contact game since they were probably eight years old. Most of them, you know, and, and they've been trained to go out there and hit people day after day, and now it's become a livelihood for them. You don't think that they're going to have a few shots at the at the strip joint? And uh, punch a guy or girl in the face. And make it it's rain. It's going to happen. Dude, if I had the money, I'd make it rain. You know, I, And 
the other thing, too, which I always love about Charles Barkley, he's one of the most outspoken and most honest athletes that have ever played the game. And his whole thing about athletes aren't role models. Mm -hmm. We are not supposed to be role models. So I understand part of this is a marketing ploy. But the other part of it, too, do you think it's the NFL and the NBA trying to get back that whole role model aspect of it? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they, you know, they they think that um, maybe if they had more heroes, because heroes for the game, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, who did, by the way was a noted gambler and also womanizer. But but how they marketed him was terrific. It didn't matter what he did; he was a saint almost. And oh, white let's America not the loved traveling. Him. Yeah, the... white, white America loved the man though. And so I mean that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to build up heroes, and once you build a few heroes in your league. You're, you're set for probably 10 to 15 years. It is the hideout. We are live, 800-636-1067, in the middle of our hideout sports quick hitters. I want to talk about the fallacy or the myth of the role model for a second, because we know athletes aren't. Mm-hmm. But there was a study that came out this week about cops and firefighters. Poor guys do fantastic work, but 95% of their job is kind of hanging out. And they'll tell you this, and the other 5%... Is sheer, sheer terror. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So a lot of them fall into uh, alcohol abuse, sometimes drug abuse. Oh, yeah. And you're always told as a kid, these are your role models. These are the people you're supposed to look up to. So you can't do with that. Preachers are going to touch you, and priests are going to touch you. And teachers now are going to try to have sex with you, mainly especially if they're a chunky chick. So the, as far as role model goes, there, there aren't any role models. Like, name me one profession where there would be a legitimate role model. There's, there's never been. How but... about models? Models, models. They teach you how to eat and what's important in life. There's never been true role models. It's always been a made-up kind of, uh, I, I think parents have kind of pushed their kids off onto other people to raise them almost. Like, you know, hey, this is who you should be like. Don't be like me. You know, don't, don't mind what I do. This is what you need to model yourself after. And it's been bull since it started. There's there's never been a role model, and there, and now with the information as readily available as it is, everybody knows all across the country when a teacher bangs a student or when a priest touches a kid. And we've got one of those stories coming up. You know, and the other thing too, when you think about even like your pops, your pops, like that's your role model mm-hmm. when he's rolling in his yellow Camaro with his beer. In between his legs as you're growing up, you're six years old, and you're like, hey, Dad, can I get a drink? And he's like, no, this has to last me till we get home. I've never, I never knew until probably I was 14 years old that you aren't supposed to drink and drive. Of course. I just thought that's what you do. Yeah. My my dad always had a beer in the car with him. And this was, you know, back in, like, the early 90s, late 80s. And my dad's just drinking like a fish. In this the is last week. Let's be honest with you I, and your I, dad. I would not doubt that he still does. Well, he's just sitting there cursing, man. You know what? That dog, the bounty hunter, he's right. He's a martyr, my friend. <laughs> it's the Hideout Sports Quick Hitters, Hefe Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. If you want to hop in, 800-636-1067 as we are live. Dubs, after this, uh, to prove that we are live, let's go. Th- we'll cycle through the scores once again. Oh, okay. But let's do this story first about a post-game handshake that happened as Magruder coach Doug Miller watched his kids line up. And as it turns out, it was a 55-7 to victory. So they thought, all right, this is going to be a token of sportsmanship. Halfway through the end of the handshakes, one of the players, three of the players, their hands were dripping with blood. Turns mm. out one kid, who was not in uniform, carried a small folding knife and cut the hands of three players who did not realize their wounds until a couple of seconds later. So they get to run the score up. 
<laughs> what was the score? 55-7? Yeah, 55-7. to You can... Why don't you pick a few dive plays at the end of the game? Let's let's run out the clock a little bit. Don't be throwing it. I would be cutting hands, too. Um, I say, Skins fans, you should have been pissed that you didn't do this against the Pats when they sat there and just kept running up the score and going for it on fourth down. Listen, I understand there's this whole thing in sports of mm-hmm. if you can't stop us, that's your fault. But at some point, you have to be somewhat of a human being, don't you? I would think so. And why would you just want to sit there and run up the score? Let's get out of here. Let's, uh, you know, you've, I've already got this game wrapped up. I'm just going to sit on it for a while and then, you know, get out of here. Why do I, you have to keep on chucking balls up there and stopping the clock? The other thing about it, too, don't be an ass. is I hate the post-game shaking of hands. It's so degrading when you get, your, when you get run-ruled. Like, yeah. if you get run-ruled, you shouldn't have to go and shake a hand of the kids who kept stealing bases on you when it was 10 nothing. It's like a rape victim having to clean up the sheets afterwards. It, it, it's just not right. I mean, you've already gotten raped on the field. Why do you have to sit there and, you know, shine their shoes afterwards? Oh, here, it's let ridiculous. Me, here, here, let me pull your pants up for you. You know, that, <laughs> can I tie your shoes as well? It's stupid. You're right. I hate that. I hate the pregame prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the postgame prayer. I'm not a real big fan of prayer, if you can't tell. I hate being quiet on the bus. I think that's ridiculous. We had to be quiet there and back. Dead quiet. Anybody talked, had to run a lap when they got back. And the other thing that I hate, too, to be perfectly honest with you, is the whole taking a knee during an injury. Yeah, because you're you're smiling inside, but you have to act like, you know, (laughs) because unless it's an injury on your team. But if it's their quarterback... Even yeah, if it's on you your team, one. if it's on your team, you're excited because maybe you're the guy on the bench that's finally going to get the play. Yeah. Maybe Philadelphia has it right, and you start cheering, and you start to see if you can hit that injured player with a snowball uh, with a battery on the inside. Maybe it's just target practice. But the whole this is part of the wussification of America, as mm-hmm. the great George Carlin would call it. Enough of it already. I think it should happen more. I'd love to see Joe Gibbs go up to Bill Belichick and shank him in a rib <laughs> and say, you know what? Next time, I'm going for the throat. <laughs> Dubs, we talked a little bit earlier about you being a huge Detroit Lions fan. Mm-hmm. Of course, let's go over the scores right now and what's going on in the NFL as we are live right now on 106.7 WJFK. All right, Minnesota versus Green Bay. Green Bay on top, 7 nothing. Jacksonville now, over Tennessee, 7 nothing. Well, real quick on that, who do you want to win in that? Because that's the NFC Minnesota. Okay, you're pulling for an... I want Minnesota So you're to pulling win. against Don Geronimo and his Packers. Yes, as usual. I'm not a big uh, Packers or Minnesota fan, but if uh, the Packers lose and we can win tonight, we'll be tied for uh, top of the uh, NFC North. I'd like to put this out there, too. Because one of the bets that you and Don made at one point mm. was Lions versus Colts, and that's why you have Indianapolis scrawled on your back yep. during a Thanksgiving game from two years ago. This year's Thanksgiving Day game is Packers, the Lions, Lions and Packers. Actually have implications this year on Thanksgiving, maybe. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Would you, are weeks. you willing to throw out a bet to Mr. I'm going to say my good buddy, Don, and say, here's what I'm willing to put on the line. Next week, I will have a full bet prepared for Don Geronimo. I think if the Lions win, we get to do afternoons for a week while Don and Mike are on vacation on the Westwood One Radio Network. And if they lose or if uh, they win, 
Don, you get a week off. We'll cover for you. Yeah, so whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. that's the bet that we're willing to make. Give us some other scores, Dubs. All right. Denver and Kansas City tied at 3. Miami over Buffalo, 3 nothing. Uh, St. Louis and New Orleans, 7-7. Cleveland, 14. Pittsburgh, 3. Yes. Again, we were talking earlier how much we hate the Steelers. That's mm. fantastic. Uh, Philadelphia over Washington, 7-6. All right, my, that may actually may actually be. I don't. We don't have the game where we're broadcasting from, mm-hmm. so uh, that's good news though. Atlanta over Carolina seven nothing. All right, there we go. Those are the scores. Dubs, uh, SI.com rated the game day atmosphere for each team and the NFL fan value for the experience based on tickets, food and souvenirs, accessibility, tailgating, the team and how well they're doing, stadium atmosphere. And the neighborhood. Any guess as to what the number one team atmosphere was? Hmm. I'm going to take a wild stab at it and say San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. A Wells Vagina came in at number 22. Wow. I guess that stadium is kind Qualcomm of old. Qualcomm Stadium. It is kind of old, but I figured, you know, just maybe because the fires. Maybe it was the fires that dropped them so much. I don't know. All right, they didn't go in. Number one, J Dubs, just talked about them. The Packers in Lambeau Field, as far as all of the aforementioned. That uh, surprises me, just because of how run down that field is. I mean, I know they... they it, do, well, the history. Yeah, the history, but I, I, I know they do some kind of upkeep on it, but you would have to think that they're still using troughs there. <laughs> All right, that automatically drops you into the lower 25 uh, if you still mm-hmm. have a trough in the men's room. See, I think that's left off, and that's a good point. I think number of urinals should go into counting whether or not it's a good quality experience or if guys are having to use the sinks because that happens at certain venues yeah. where guys don't want to wait and they'll use a, st- a sink instead of a urinal. I've done it many times. By the way, it was James Thrash who got the TD catch for the skins, and according to Terry back in the studio... That is the first TD by a Skins wide receiver this year. That's hard to believe. I thought uh, I, I, I thought uh, Anton have, Randall all had some. I'll, we'll have to look into that. That's according to Terry, uh, who was monitoring the game for us. Dubs, the Steelers came in number two as far as the quality. Um, I think they should be ranked lower because I think one of the things they left off on rating these mm-hmm. is the quality of hot chicks. Now, I remember seeing this whole thing, I think, on Real Sports, uh, or maybe that E60 where the Steelers have the most female fans. That's my pound, though. Oh. Uh, um, if, uh, if, tonnage. Yeah, if you weigh them out, yes, they have the most female weight in fans, but uh, they have about 40% of what uh, the normal team has. I'll tell you where the skins come up in a second, but first, the Lions were number four with Ford Field. Nice. Pretty high up there. I'm sure the fact that the team's doing well this year has a lot to say about it. Also, too, uh, Dubs and I living in Tampa, the Buccaneers and Raymond James Stadium, which isn't a bad stadium. No, I've, I've never been to it. I've driven by it many times. but uh, I like the whole looks... thing with the you know pirate ship out. Yeah. And the, you know, that seems fun. Uh, that They're ranked 17th. That ain't bad. Middle of the pack. The Cowboys, and I grew up in Dallas with so the old Texas Stadium, that's ranked 26th. Now, next year, or what, is it two years from now? When that new stadium opens, Don't. you're going to shoot way up to the top five. I would assume that we that would. that place looks ridiculous. Have you even looked at the uh, the thing for it? No, I don't have time to do that kind of stuff. The 60 yard 
Uh, HD yeah. replay screen. Ridiculous. I say great. Uh, I wonder if they're going to show, like, I wonder if during an off time, like if you and I worked there, we really would. We'd go on and Hook throw Madden some, up to it. Hook Madden up, throw some porn on there, maybe get a little picture in picture going. You Imagine know? porn on that thing. That would be terrific. I am. I'm trying. And I'm thinking about it. And we may have to take a bathroom break in a second. Redskins, FedEx Field, according to SI.com in the game day atmosphere for each team, Redskins come in 28th out of 32. I'd agree with that. Really? <laughs> I've never liked FedEx Field. I only went out there once for, what was it, the draft? The draft day party they a had out there. A few years ago when mm. we went out there. And I wasn't overly impressed with FedEx Field. No, not at all. It, it seemed like a regular, you know run-of-the-mill. You know what it felt like? It felt like walking into a mortgage office. <laughs> it just seemed very stuffy. Very business-like. And you could go down on the field, and I looked, you know, and it, it wasn't, you know, the season. So I'm sure the field wasn't kept up like normal. But it, it, the field was very rough. It wasn't... I think part of the problem, too, with FedEx Field is there's not a lot of history there. No, not at all. You know, like sometimes when you walk out, walk down onto a field, you, like Lambeau, for example, you can feel the history almost of the mm. great games that have gone on there. You walk down to the field of FedEx, you're feeling, oh, wow, this is where those 8-8 eight and eight seasons happen. I remember the 7-9 and nine <laughs> season. This is really awesome. I can see that absolutely being an exciting thing. Dennis Rodman wants to be the head coach of a WNBA team. Wonderful. He uh, currently lives in Miami. He wants to lead, lead, lead the league in STDs. He'll be great. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because he goes, our players are going to be in top physical condition. We'd lead the league in rebounding, defensive-minded identity, and run the triangle offense. Um, Why don't you have them shave the triangle first and not not be so bushy? Uh, he, of course, part of all those championship teams, lives in Florida. I guess he has a show on Mark Cuban's HD net called Geek to Freak. But he's serious he about this. He really does want to coach a WNBA team and, you know, pass along all the knowledge he has, which is very beneficial to a WNBA player, how to satisfy a woman in bed. So this is the kind of stuff that he's looking to pass on. I'm, I'm rooting for him because we did a movie with him. And, That's right. And uh, I do like to see people we've worked with do well. Uh, coming attractions should be out very, very soon. Yeah, if you IMDb coming attractions, Dubs and I had a part in that. I believe they're working on negotiations with Comedy Central. So, yes, we are colleagues with a Dennis Rodman and an Angie Everhart and a uh, Pat Morito. If that's even though he's dead. Even though he's dead. I mean, we are contemporaries with people like that. <laughs> By the way, uh, I got a question on Hideout Radio, the Instant Messenger. Wanting to know where the Phillies rank, or not the Phillies, but the Eagles rank with their mini prison, going back to the previous story. The Philadelphia Eagles rank second, I'm sorry, sixth, with Lincoln Financial Field as far as the quality of their stadium. Goes. I wonder how far they would have uh, been down if they were still over at, uh, what was that place, um, uh, the, the last place they had? I don't know. I don't keep up with the Eagles. I have a job during the week. I can't remember sit here and remember where the Eagles, Eagles played three years ago. So is this a good move, though? Would you bring Dennis Rodman in to coach a WNBA team either with Detroit or with, uh, what is it, the Mystics in, you know, the D.C. Ta- team? I wouldn't watch it either way. 
I, I can't stand there and watch layups and uh, and chest passes all day long. I can't, I just can't do it. I, I'm, if I'm going to do that, I'm just going to go to a uh, a Pop Warner or a uh, you know just a little league game and watch a bunch of kids run around like that. I can go to the Y and watch a game be played below the rim. So why, even if it's Dennis Rodman coaching, why in the hell would I go? Dubs, we'll take a break and we'll come back. Again, we are live. It is the hideout, 106.7 WJFK, and it is the sports quick hitters. Also, too, coming up the hideout headlines. But, Dubs, when we get back, instant replay in baseball. It might be a possibility. We'll tell you about that next. Half fan Dubs live, hideoutradio.com, uh, 800-636-1067, and the AOL Instant Messenger is Hideout Radio. Back after this, it's the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Good evening, godless sodomite. The hideout. But we will destroy this place. Hideout. Back in the hideout on a Sunday afternoon. It is Hefe and Dubs. We're back, baby, in D.C. We even did Sunday afternoons for a little mm-hmm. bit before we bolted for Orlando. Like our last two or three weeks there was Sunday afternoons after Gas's Garage. Gas's Garage, which apparently is not on the station anymore. Nope. 800-636-1067. not going to lie to you. I can't remember her name. What was her I name? always wanted her to bring in cookies, though. She looked like a good cookie maker. All right. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow morning, the Junkies from 5 to 10, your chance to win a free seat on the Junkies Poker Open 3. I just got into poker, man, and I'm so jealous. Uh, of course, uh, the whole the whole big thing, you know about it. Details on WJFK.com. Registration tomorrow night at the Exchange Saloon in D.C. Last year's winner walked away with 30 grand. 30 grand? Bonnie. Bonnie. Ah. Bonnie made some good cookies. I can guarantee you that much. Uh, Rob A. said she always made the best brownies. So I don't know if that's about getting high or what. But uh, anyway, nonetheless, Dubs here in a second. We'll uh, get into the hideout headlines. We're going to wrap up a couple more stories on the hideout sports quick hitters. And then we'll also give you an update, too, on the scores as well as we are live on a Sunday afternoon. Cool Ball's death prompts MLB to adopt helmets for base coaches. All the GMs and everybody were in Orlando, Florida for mm. their winter meetings. And baseball wants to prevent another tragic accident like the one that killed Mike Coolbaugh. Uh, he was, I believe, a first base coach hit by a line drive during a double-A game in the Texas League. They decided on Thursday that first and third base coaches will wear some sort of head protection next year. Why? Like, literally, this is a one-in-a-million shot. Yeah, you are If you think of all the games played, and listen, it's an awful tragedy, but we are not toddlers. We are not children. This isn't peewee baseball where if the kid is coaching at first base, he has to throw on a helmet. These are grown men. It's sad the guy died. But stop again with the wussification of sports. Let's let's put them all in a dome so uh, you know Randy Johnson doesn't beat another bird right. because we don't want any more birds to be killed in uh, the MLB. Let's just play in armor. How about we play in ar- We play wiffle ball in armor. Let's just do that instead of playing baseball. Again, I understand a guy died. It's horrific. It's sad. There's even something in the story about his widow giving birth to his daughter on Friday. Again, wow. yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I know, but it, it is it, a sad thing. But at the same time, 
these one in a million things will happen. We don't need to legislate for what was essentially a freak accident. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, How about yeah. bulletproof vests now because you could accidentally get a hot shot at third base and a heart punch and kill you? Well, I mean, that, I would think that is even more possible than taking a headshot. I mean, your body is much more you know, open than a, uh, a head is for a baseball. I, I could see it hitting the chest and stopping the heart before it hits the head. Let me give you a solution here. If you want to you know, worry about the base coaches, have them stand back. Maybe you move back the batter's box, and maybe they're even kind of closer to the dugout on a little stool. Then when there's a hit, the big fat coach runs up toward the baseline to say, all right, keep going or stop. That is a very feasible thing, and maybe a big fat bastard could lose a little weight getting some sprints yeah, in occasionally yeah, when there's a base you're hit. You're asking them to move around now, and I, that's just not their thing. Uh, the, the running's for the players. The uh, the eating and the uh, hand signals are for the coaches. As we wrap up the hideout sports quick hitters, another thing that come out of Orlando with the general, manage, general manager's meetings for baseball, for the first time, an instant replay judge... They said on Tuesday an approval of 25 to 5 that they are willing to consider instant replay and an instant replay judge in Major League Baseball. Good or bad? Good, I'd say. I mean, I, 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 I don't trust any of these refs or umps or anything as far as, you know, anything. So I think it, we need instant replay so the coaches can kind of make good on some of the calls and some of the different things. So yeah, I think I think it's good. It's helped the NFL be more fair, and I think the NBA and the and Major League Baseball should look into them. I also too think it is about time to start phasing out humans when it comes to officiating games, because there's too much money on the line. You now, when you watch any game on Fox when it comes to baseball, you know whether or not it's a ball or a strike. So just have that automatically as a ball or a strike. You could put sensors on the uniforms. You could have some sort of an infrared thing that goes from home plate straight up into infinity. And you'll know because there is too much on the line to allow some schmo who couldn't cut it in sports to sit there and decide these things. Yeah, and I think that's become the real problem lately. I think these refs and umps and everything, I think they know what they're doing. But I think they want to be more stars than anything. So they, they tend to make controversial calls. So they'll be on Sports Center. It's just like making a big sign in the middle of, uh, you know, the outfield to uh, get on uh, get your face on TV. I think that's all these umps want to do. All right. I got a question on the Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. How is the strike sensor going to call a bulk? A bulk, for those of you that don't know baseball, is when you make a false move toward the plate when you're trying to pick someone off a lot of times. That's mm. the most simple way I can explain it on the radio. The way you can do that is you can put sensors in shoes. You can put sensors in shoes, and you can have a plane that is broken. If you break the plane, you bulk. If otherwise, it is a legitimate pitch. There are ways to do this. We have the technology. It is not Don Shula's time anymore. We have these things, and there's too much money riding on the games. Rashid Wallace, what was it, a couple weeks ago, talked about how the officiating in the NBA, mm -hmm. it's not even the NBA anymore. It's the WWE. And as a fan of the Dallas Mavericks and the way we got robbed in Miami two years ago, I completely agree. I would... Here's my solution really quick, and I'll let you get to your point, Dubs. I would love to see NBA coaches have two challenge flags 
during a game. So mm-hmm. if there is a questionable call on a travel, on a foul, then you can throw out one of these 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 flags, and I said flags. I'm not pulling a Tim Hardaway here, and you can go to an independent source who can verify. And we'll call it flag it, and uh, you know that's how we we coined it on TV. I think it'll work well. Uh, I I like your idea of getting rid of the refs altogether, and I think get rid of the players too. Let's just do video games on TV. I think that's the most fair way to do it. The AI is there, and uh, we can actually get it done and make it uh, very entertaining if you've watched Madden Nation. Although the only problem is that even whenever you play, you know when you're playing online and you're playing your video game and the momentum swings, and then all of a sudden, like, it's worked into the game now where these crap calls get called against you when you're playing in Madden, when you're playing NBA Live, or any of this stuff. It begins to happen to you. 800-636-1067. We're going to break. Dubs, why don't you get us together for one more quick update on the uh, football scores. I want to go through the AOL Instant Messenger hideout radio and go through some of the... uh, the, some of the messages. The L. Ross says, Dennis Rodman wants to coach a WNBA team. I heard John Mark Carr wants to coach a T-ball team, too. <laughs> um, our buddy uh, Pedro, who, uh, who was also a... Uh, actually, it wasn't Pedro. It was a uh, giant uh, judo all-star. Says, look at the NASCAR pit crews. They have to wear a full helmet and everything. When it comes to being in the pit crew, you know, mm-hmm. trying to protect yourselves. And Bipolar Steve brings up a great point. Going back to baseball and protecting the, the, the base coaches, give the fans helmets as well. Way more fans get hurt. And I'm surprised that there's Hockey a net. and baseball. That there's a net all the way around, like the third base line, because so many people get hurt, bloody noses, teeth, when you're stuck and you can. Like, that's the problem, though. When you're a fan, you're stuck in that seat and you can't move. If you're a base coach, yeah, you, can, you can do whatever you can to try to move. So I don't think that it's anything positive. Scores really quick, Dubs, and then we'll, we'll take a break. Where are we so far in the NFL, uh, as far as the NFL goes, and the scores around right now? All right, we'll start off with Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. Cleveland still ahead, 14-6. to uh, Atlanta, 7 nothing still over Carolina. Washington, 12. Philadelphia, 7. Uh, St. Louis, 14. New Orleans, 7. Uh, Denver over Kansas City, 6-5. to There was a safety in that game, obviously. Uh, Miami over... What was that? A safety. And which game was that? That was uh, Denver o- uh, is over Kansas City, 6-5. So that, that wasn't the Royals versus the Rockies? That's no, actually a no, professional football. football game. Yes, oddly enough. Old Man Gimper says the NBA already has instant replay for buzzer beaters. I agree. Now we need to take it to the point of mm-hmm. bad calls. All right. Jacksonville, 14. Tennessee, 0. And Green Bay is still over Minnesota, 10 to nothing. And let me tell you why. Dallas Mavericks, 2006 versus the Miami Heat, game five, last play of the game. If Avery Johnson was able to throw out a red flag to challenge the calls on the over and back, the travel, the offensive foul, and the phantom foul on Dwayne Wade, my Mavericks would be NBA champions. And I'm not going to lie to you, it's a selfish thing that I want. But it, it is a real thing. Rashid Wallace... T-Mac, they all say that the NBA is now the WWE. I have a feeling I'm going to be hearing this rant till I'm 70. You will never stop hearing about the the awful 
travesty that was the 2006 NBA playoffs. We'll take a break, come back with the hideout headlines. It's a hideout. Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. The hideout with El Hefe and J Dubs. Welcome back in the hideout. Oh, dude. Happy Sunday to you. No no monologue. Because of the writer's strike, Hefe, I want to give everybody a little bit of news. All right, you did this last week, and it was awful. It was terrific last week. You're a scab. You're crossing the picket lines. Someone had... We are in a monologue-less United States right now, and I need to up the quota, bring on some of the news. Hefe, did you hear about this? Uh, we were just speaking about the uh, strike, and Broadway is going dark. Uh, a lot of it is because of the writer's strike and the lack of stagehands. So uh, it looks like, again, Broadway's got to bend over and take it. The bit's awful. I know we're in a monologueless world. I'd like to be in a monologueless hideout. Uh, seriously. The bit sucks. The monologue sucks. And the whole idea... Like, am I supposed to comment here? Is this where I Feel talk? Free. Okay, I would if the music didn't come Well, you ran out of time. If you wouldn't have uh, bitched about the monologue so long, you may have had more time to comment on the news. We just spoke about this one, Hefe. Dennis Rodman, he wants to coach an NBA team. And, uh, which makes sense. WNBA. Yeah, WNBA. Sorry, WNBA team. Which makes sense because he looks like a lot of them when he wears his wedding dress. That's a big bitch. I don't get it. Was that a slam on Rodman? Was that a slam on the players? Players. And their bulging biceps? Mm -hmm. So am I supposed to sit here and shuck and jive and just say, you know what, that's really funny or ha-ha? This is what you're going to bring to Hollywood. This is what you feel we're lacking. We're lacking a little bit more news, too, Hefe. Got one more for you. You ready for this one? Not interested. San Diego, uh, a teen in San Diego has been suspended from school for wearing a ghost costume that resembled quite closely a KKK uh, outfit. So uh, they thought it may be a little racist, so they sent him home and suspended him for a couple weeks. And I don't know about you, but it looks like he's really being hung out to dry here. Was there a joke there? I don't understand that... That's bad. You're just showing that L.A. really does need writers and what true talent is, and obviously you're lacking. The Hideout with El Jefe and Jay Dugs. Just two men sharing the night. It might seem wrong, but it's just right. It's just two men sharing each other. It's just two men like loving brothers. One is screaming, he's so happy. The other is screaming, a passionate shout. It's the night, man. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The Hideout. For those of you still listening, welcome back into The Hideout. I'm Hefe. That is Dubs. We are live. We're live on a Sunday afternoon, 800-636-1067. Already finished up with The Hideout Sports Quick Hitters. One of the heretics, that's what we call the hardcore hideout listeners. Mm -hmm. Um says, what makes me believe the NBA is scripted is the way the Cavs crumbled in the finals last year like Elias Plain. Ouch. Why bring Elias <laughs> into this whole thing? But he is right. 
Um, people want to know what the studio number is. <laughs> Mumbles gives it out like he doesn't want people to call. I guess Mumbles is you. You gave it out. I only gave it out the first time. You gave it out the rest of the time. The studio number is... Mumbles McGruff. 800-636-1067. In addition to that, we had a uh, Terry who's uh, helping us out, making things happen. Look it up, jackasses. Go to WJFK.com. Do I have to spoon feed you everything? Goes back to the whole idea of you saying we should just play video. The we shouldn't even play games anymore, and they should all be online. Mm. Wants to know, but how can we get a scrambling quarterback to torture dogs on video games? Or we'll find a way. Or how can we get a video game running back to father nine children from seven different mothers in four different states? Dubs really needs to think these things through. <laughs> so obviously, Dubs, you are lacking a little bit. Dubs, I want to remind everybody. That the Don and Mike Rewind's coming up next. BDK's movie shows at 6.30. Then the season opener of Terps Basketball. WJFK's coverage starts at 7. Tip-off is at 8. Terps at home against North Florida. And WJF, uh, WJFK.com, the place for your information when it comes to the Junkies Poker Open 3. A chance to get a free seat tomorrow from 5 to 10 in the morning with the Junks. Registration tomorrow night at the Exchange Saloon in D.C. As the winner last year walked away with over thirty grand. I just got into poker this last year. Uh, love it. I'm absolutely all about it. And I'll be honest, CK would like a free seat <laughs> so and a free plane ticket. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, we don't publicize this a lot, but Dubs and I doing the show from where we live in the hole called Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, although it sounds with technology as if we're right there on Main Street in Fairfax. In fact, here, if you could go up to that 7-Eleven and get me a Blue Monster. And I need a couple of those taquitos over there. <laughs> That'd be terrific. <laughs> That's what I used to. It was funny because the commercial breaks at JFK are so long that there were times that we knew we could, as soon as we went to break in the hideout, when we did either in the old days on Saturday nights or late nights, we knew we could hop into our car, run down to 7-Eleven, grab something, and be back with two minutes to spare. Without a doubt. And uh, and that, and uh, we used to run off carts, too. So we knew... Which are basically these old eight-track tapes. Mm, yeah, it, it looks like an eight-track. And... You, you listen to JFK, you think, wow, state of the art. When we went, went there at first, we were running off carts and everything, so we knew, okay, we have six of these in here, we have six minutes, we can run down there and still make it back in time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, off the deck, Joe on the AOL Instant Messenger hideout radio wants to know if we're going to get a Chunks Corolla update, our old intern. I got an update for you. On the Hideout PSP, which is the post-show p- podcast. If you go to hideoutradio.com, we do an uncensored podcast after the show. However, there will not be one uh, this week because of a scheduling conflict with the studios in which we do this show in Tampa. So we will have to wait until next week to get mm-hmm. an update. Do you really have an update on I that? do. Do you want to wait until next week? It's quick. Okay, sure. He changed his number. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, that's my update. I can't get a hold of him. Okay. All right, absolutely. And then finally, Dubs, I think we're ready for the hideout headlines. You ready to do this? Yeah. All right, here we go. We're going to smooth through the hideout headlines. These are what we call the biggest stories of the week. By the way, we encourage your participation, 800-636-1067. I know it seems like we're going fast, like we move quickly. We'll jump back to some stuff if you have a good comment yeah, on it. Yeah, if you have a good call, uh, definitely get it up, and Terry will uh, get you going as far as getting on to the shoe. 
Kicking off the hideout headlines, O.J. may not have been aware of guns in the robbery, according to a witness. Of course, this all goes back to Las Vegas mm-hmm. and him trying to get back sports memorabilia. You know the story, O.J., the breaking in. Apparently, guns were involved. He wanted his stuff back, and it was videotaped, conversations, the whole thing. Now he is in huge trouble. Yeah, it mostly, if he would have just went in there and demanded it back, uh, I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. But he brought muscle with him. Well, one and of the big things is that muscle says there's a very good chance that O.J. had no idea that they had guns because he was in front. And the people with guns were behind him. Mm-hmm. So he didn't necessarily know that there were guns, which is the main linchpin of the whole case. In addition to that, too, there's also been, it's also been confirmed that the stuff was indeed stolen from him. It was his stuff. Mm-hmm. Leave O.J. alone. Here's the thing. No, here's the thing. Courts found him not guilty. Then he had to pay under some stupid gotcha loophole. Now he wants to get his stolen stuff back. What loophole Leave are you talking about? The whole civil thing. <laughs> the it, whole civil thing. Yes. Everybody goes through that. It's that, a loophole. It's not a loophole. It's a, it's a, hey, we couldn't get the black man on the criminal it charges. It happens to white guys all the time, too. Barely. And let's not lie to ourselves. The only reason we're going after OJ is because he's a brother. No. And we all no, know it's that. because he's a scumbag. No, he's not. Yeah. He's one of the greatest NFL players of all time. I don't care how good of a player he is. We just talked about this. He's People have been raised to hit and hurt. He was in Naked Gun, dude. He's a good person. He's a scumbag. Even black people now are saying, this guy's a scumbag. I need to distance myself. I don't know a single black person that thinks that OJ is guilty. And I know a lot of black people. I know three. And <laughs> All I've, three of them are uh, I've never, behind OJ? I've never heard one of them say that OJ is guilty. I don't think he was guilty. I personally think it was older, his older son. He didn't have an older son. I don't know where you read that whole... He does no, have an he older doesn't. son. He's the one that read hey, it. How can him. he have a son that's older than you? I, I just don't get your logic here. No. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're a little bit confused. 800-636-1067. Leave OJ alone. Let's let the man go off in his peace. And let me say the whole thing, too. I think if he would just kind of disappear into obscurity... You don't want your stuff back when it gets Ron stolen? Ron Golden wants that stuff. That's, I don't know why he keeps on taking this, like going in and trying to steal his stuff back. That's how much, Goldman's. How much money does O.J. owe the Goldmans and the Browns? Millions. Let me not be heartless, but they're not worth that much money. No, no, I don't think Especially any Especially when he was found not guilty. So how you gonna hold him? How you gonna hold him accountable for that? He wasn't found not guilty in a civil court though, and that's where he got that from. And that's why I'm saying it's this crazy what I'm gonna call brother rule, where you have this rule where you can go up and you can get the brothers on a special case, on a special set of circumstances. They don't do this to white people. <laughs> Teacher nabbed in Mexico with student faces federal court hearing. I'm sure you've, it's just another one of these cases where a teacher starts banging one of her students. This was like in Nebraska. Turns out they wanted to go live and love each other, so they head down to Mexico. And now the kid called, he called his parents and said, hey, we need money. Uh, we're running out of money here in Mexico. They finally end up busting them. They bring the woman back. The kid, the 13-year-old, is an illegal immigrant. So he's probably going to be stuck in Mexico. Now. It's bad enough you come here and take our jobs. Now you're coming here and taking our main export. Leave me, you. I'm legal. I don't care. You, I'm grouping you all together right now. Okay, dog. 
and I am tired you're taking our main export our teachers who have sex with younger people. It's very, very upsetting to me. Dude, these are the teachers that no one else would bang. So that's why the illegal immigrants want them, because have you seen this pudgy bitch? <laughs> these are the Mrs. Cluffs of the world. <laughs> My fat algebra teacher. Miss Smith. Yes, this is them. Absolutely. So I don't want to hear about that. And the educational system is not going to collapse. Uh, or it might collapse if these teachers don't get any. See, this is what I'm saying. The illegal immigrants who will come over as students and have sex with these pudgy white women, it has to happen. It keeps the educational well, system they, going. Well, they go out in the, uh, in the yards and trim bush, and then they... It's all right. No student <laughs> left behind. Uh, only students from behind. Inequality. A sociology professor details the gender orgasm gap. Orgasm gap. Uh, pretty much turning out there was a Stanford study, 4,000 undergrads, found that in their most recent hookup, men are twice as likely to achieve the ultimate pleasure mm. than their female counterparts. Um, that's kind of shocking, that number to me. Why? Because, as we all know, women can't achieve that <laughs> ultimate can. pleasure. Yes, they can. I don't know why you you, you totally deny the women can climax at all. Uh, 44% of men got there compared with 19% of women. Again, I don't know where this fake uh, stuff comes from. This idea I can of explain it to you if the, you want me to. The ideal of the female orgasm, or whatever they want to call it, or as I like, like to call it the tooth fairy because it doesn't exist. Worse, they say when the hookup included just, um, let's say, mouth use. Uh, men were the only recipients 45% of the time. That's odd because in my household, it's 98% of the time. What's so, the other 2% going on? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's a cat involved or what. <laughs> that, again, I'm too busy. I have a job during the week. Uh, 800-636-1067. It is right. a hideout, head, hideout headlines of Hefe and Dubs. How often do you think that you uh, deliver the goods? Do you uh, uh, make your partner achieve? Okay, assuming under the, like, all right, I'm going to buy, let's play this hypothetical that okay. women can complete. <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know, 99% of the time that I deliver the goods. I think it's one of those things where I'm always giving them pleasure because they're with me. <laughs> uh, if you think about it, are, why wouldn't you want you, a pudgy, are, balding, hairy guy giving you your ultimate pleasure why wouldn't if you it want, existed? Why wouldn't you want your, your chick to get the ultimate pleasure? Are you afraid of getting pregnant? Is that uh, is that your thing? Yeah, that's the other reason, too. Why would they do that? What's the point of them being able to give me an ultimate pleasure? Or me being able to give them an ultimate pleasure? Can women get guys pregnant? I really got to go back and look at that sex ed thing. Watch Junior. It is the Hideout Headlines, FN Dubs Live on 106.7 WJFK. One-third of popular songs refer to substance abuse and country music could be the worst researchers looked at best-selling songs in several genres from 2005 and found that 37 percent of top country songs featured references to drugs or alcohol compared to just 14 percent of rock songs is that kind of surprising to you that country music is more likely to talk about drugs and substance abuse than rock and roll? No, I, I don't think at all because, uh, I mean, it, 
rednecks drinking. I, I think the drugs part, yeah, but uh, I think they more fall. Billy heroin. Yeah, I think they more fall. But you know, you never hear hear of a, a country song about oxycotton. I'd love to, but I haven't heard it yet. Right. Um, as it turns out, country could not hold a candle to rap music, whose singers refer to substance abuse or substances, a whopping seventy-seven percent of their songs. And so they went through and saw uh, the research suggests that children ages 8 to 18 listen to popular music about two hours a day. So a lot of the stuff that they're listening to, you know, has drug references and alcohol references. Do you think that affects them? I don't know. When you're listening to something, do you ever... Do you ever get influenced by the lyrics? Like whenever actually, they- yes. Um, I've discovered a band, and uh, they've had a great influence over me. And uh, I think me and uh, Dog Bounty Hunter got together and talked about these is these two of, fine young women. Is this one of these country bands? Yes, it's a uh, Prussian Blue. Okay. Have you heard them? Uh, I think I think I've. Uh, this is their two little blonde girls, right? Yeah. Kind of like the Olsen twins, mm-hmm. but for but hotter. But for country music, mm-hmm. let's hear this. Skinner boy standing fast, not afraid to kick some mask. Skinner boys, notice me to stand up proud for your race. Boy, boy, skinner boy, you're my See, over. no drug use, all pure messages. Pure white messages, this is called Skinhead Boy. There's no cocaine in here. Nothing pure white. The L. Ross says on Hideout Radio, the Insta Messenger. Country singers getting high explains the hats. They they dress up like big joints. All right, so this to you, this is it. Yeah. All right, so you found Prussian Blue. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you about a band that I just discovered that's awesome. Who? Savage Garden. I don't know if... I don't know if you've heard of them, <laughs> Savage Garden. They're great. Are they? Dude. I don't know. I, I, I guess it's, I'm not It's like this. Savage Garden. It's, it's this really butch dude with this, <laughs> with this chick. Uh, Truly Madly Deeply is one of the songs. He just talks about how Didn't much. Did he just come out? How much, what? No, he's a doodly dude. The Savage Garden. You never heard of them? They just broke. I've heard of Macho Man Randy Savage. That's about it. They just broke, and I'm telling you, they're going to be huge. And this guy is going to get a lot of poon. He's going to be a star. He's a doodly dude. National debt hits $9 trillion for the first time. Last month, Oof. Congress passed President Bush, uh, signed into law an increase. The government's borrowing ceiling to $9.8 trillion, the, first, the fifth debt limit increase since Bush took office, uh, office I'm sorry, in January of 2001. Right now, the dollar is worth less than the Canadian dollar, right? Dollar. The dollar. The, the dollar is worth, is worth less than the dollar. It's about a doony compared to a loony. I guess. Um, that's you know, pathetic. <laughs> I, I can't, I, I, we are living in a country that goes to Amscot every two weeks. I was going to call President Bush the Amscot president. Uh, the United States of check and go. Is what we are now. Cash in vans. We have no concept of finances, 
and debt. No, it's very odd how we think that, you know, and we're out of money. Let's go print more. Or let's, uh, you know, borrow. Let's uh, do this from China, of all places. Here's what it is. We're so, like, you know, just like your average person, you're so in debt. So instead of trying to pay off your debt. Just grab another credit card. You call your credit card company and be like, hey. Can I get an extension? Not even can I get an extension. Do you mind just raising my limit, please? Yeah, extension on the credit limit. Right, exactly. The United States of America is hood rich. And those of you in the ghetto know exactly what I'm talking about because there was even a song by, I believe, the Cash Money Millionaires called Hood Rich. And Hood Rich is where you have all this stuff, but you have no worth. You know what I mean? Like when you're hood rich, you got some cash in your pocket, you got some bling, your car's all, you know, tricked out, be you living at home, stuff is is past due. You know what I'm saying? You're hood rich. Or as Dog the Bounty Hunter would call it, you're in rich. And I don't agree with that, but that's what he would say. Let's go to Steve in Waldorf. You're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. What's up, Steve? Steve, you there? Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. Well, I was calling to... Uh, you guys were talking about how rap may influence you to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, I listen to rap on the daily... And I feel like not everything they say in the rhymes I I believe in. I think rap should be organized in different categories, such as conscious rap and uh, whatever. Well, no, I, and thanks for the phone call. I understand what you're saying because not all rap. No, there is positive rap. There's you got uh, guys like Mos Def and Dead Press. I mean, I, I would say there's just as much, about as much positive rap as there is positive country music. Country music is trash too. I mean, they they talk about stuff that doesn't matter they talk about their dog and their you know whatever their you know guns or whatever they want to talk about just like any other music rock music is worthless except for probably 10 percent of it it is i don't think it, i don't think it's any different in any kind of genre it is the hideout and the hideout headlines on uh 106.7 wjfk half and dubs 800-636-1067 the administration going back to the national debt being nine trillion for the mm. first time says the rise in debt is because of slow economic growth due to the 2001 recession, blaming it on the September 11th tr- uh, tax and the cost of fighting terrorism. Okay. If uh, the next president, if that's a Democrat, and they come in and say, hey, this is still because of 9-11, the Republicans will be all over their ass saying, that was that was how, how many years ago? We need to move past it. But since they're still in office, they're dining out on this thing. Maybe it's because of the tax cuts. Again, going back to the example of the stupid schlep who is $9,600 in debt, gets a $300 tax cut. Instead of putting that toward paying down his debt, what does he do? He uses that on a down payment to get a brand new TV that puts him further in debt. Or or he just goes around and just pays the minimum. Yeah, you know, yeah, you aren't paying anything on the principal, guys. This is going to help me pay the minimum for the next uh, year. This is fantastic. Thank you for the tax cuts. It's ludicrous. We'll take a break and come back, Dubs. More in the hideout headlines. 800-636-1067. Hefe and Dubs live. And we'll also come back, too, with more sports scores as well as we do the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. Keeping America baiting for 300 years. The Hideout. The Hideout. Another dimension, so to say. The Hideout. We heard you guys have a uh, anything goes type situation here. 
Can we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Hideout. WJFK, it is Hefe and Dubs, and we are live. We're back, baby. People still don't know yet that uh, Hefe and Dubs is back on JFK. Those of you saying back, those of you saying back, we used to uh, host late nights here Mm. about a year. Also did Saturday nights on JFK and a brief stint on Sundays, too. But it's good to be back home on 106.7 WJFK. WJFK.com. Soon we will have a web presence on there, although right now our website is hideoutradio.com. Also, too, you can get the info for the Junks Poker Open 3. You got registration tomorrow night at the Exchange Saloon in D.C. Last year's winner walked away with over 30 grand, and of course, tomorrow morning with the Junkies, you get your chance to win a free seat to the Junkies Poker Open 3. Coming up tonight, the tip off of Terps basketball coverage at 7. Tip-off is at 8. Before that, BDK's movie show at 6.30. The Donna Mike Rewind will take over when we are done at 4 p.m. I want to thank Terry, because I know he's going to get out of here out of this last segment, who's uh, helped us out running things, doing a very good job. And then Dubs, Mr. Johnny Punani takes Ooh, over. That's the interesting the thing. Yeah, the interesting thing about JFK is that even since we left two years ago, three no years ago, no one changes. No one else has left. It's all, which is good. Yeah, I mean that's amazing for a radio station. It really is. So it's uh, it's good to know that everybody is still there. Dubs, we are in the middle of the hideout headlines. And, of course, since we are live, we want your participation, 800-636-1067. Again, it moves quickly, but if you feel like you hear something you can get in on, uh, definitely call. You know, we'll get caught up and call in. Also, the instant messenger, a lot of people more comfortable that way. Mm-hmm. That is Hideout Radio. First, though, Dubs, let's get caught up on some of the s- football scores because it is, of course, a Sunday afternoon. And football, what do we got going around the league so far right now? Right now we've got Green Bay over Minnesota 20 Zip. Yeah, I just saw the last touchdown, actually, during the commercial break. That's getting pretty ugly. Jacksonville, 14, Tennessee, 3. We have uh, Kansas City over Denver, 8-6. Miami still leading Buffalo, 3-0. What a bore fest that game has to be. I can't imagine watching that one. Uh, St. Louis, 20, New Orleans, 7. Cleveland. I, remember when New Orleans last year was America's team? Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden they suck. Well, they they've actually turned it around. The last few games they've been doing pretty well. They're, they they're four and four who? now. Uh, St. St. Louis, oh, who wow. is zero and eight. All right. Uh, and uh, we got Cleveland still leading Pittsburgh twenty-one to nine. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia under Washington twelve to seven. So they are losing as the Skins are up five yes. right now. Uh, Atlanta is losing. To Carolina, ten to seven, and that's the scores. All right, thank you very much, Dubs. You could almost do that for real. Could I? No, not at all. You're awful. I am not. Come on, don't be, don't be so uh, anti-Dubs around there. All right, I need, we... I need a, a confidence booster, my friend. Let's hop back into the headlines. ABC exclusive FBI says Al-Qaeda might strike United States shopping malls in various U.S. cities, including L.A. and Chicago. All right, let's stock up on the uh, the duct tape and the plastic sheeting again, everyone. Uh, the alert said that Al-Qaeda hoped to disrupt the U.S. economy 
and has been planning the attack. I don't think you need any help there. For the last two years. Yeah, was Al-Qaeda also behind the bursting of the housing bubble? Are they part of the reason why, uh, you know, you can't sell your home nowadays? Is this what's more likely to keep you from shopping? The threat of terrorism or the fact that you got nothing in your bank account? Uh, I think the nothing in my bank account is going to stop me. I I would rather, you know what, I would take, if someone said, hey, there's a chance that this mall is going to get hit, but I'll give you a million-dollar shopping spree. I'm going there, and I'm going to start spending some money. Uh, will this make you shop online more? Because now even with the whole idea of, who even goes to the mall nowadays anyway? It's a pain in the ass. I'd rather, you know, shop from home, even if I do have to pay, like, the $3 shipping or whatever it is. The alert, uh, like similar FBI and Department of Homeland Security terror alerts issued over the last five years at holiday times raised questions about the credibility of the information. Yeah, thank So does this show the administration just sits on this stuff and then cycles it out when it's that time? Okay, here's the tinsel. Here are the ornaments. Uh, here are the Christmas the lights, and oh, here's this report on Al Qaeda maybe striking shopping malls. Let's let's dust this off along with the garland. So here you go. And do you buy this? Do you believe anything that this administration ever it, says anymore? It's tough to you know you, you take the first few seriously, and then after so many false alarms and so many you know pointing to them just kind of uh, playing with us a little bit and trying to get us to be scared. It, it, it's really hard to buy, you know, if it's real or not. And you want to think, you know, that they have our best interest in mind and they want to tell this us. This administration? Some, you maybe no, would have thought the government, that. the government in general. You, like you would have thought think. that like, you know, four years ago or yeah. maybe in 2002 or 2003. But, you know, ever since then, for the last three or four years, I'm just saying, you know, it's hogwash. You, you, but I'm just saying you want to think that. You want to think that your government has the best interest out for you, but it's hard to do that anymore. I, I can't imagine anyone looking at George W. Bush and thinking, you know what he's thinking about? Coke. <laughs> <laughs> but he's certainly not thinking about my well-being. It's that time again where Time is looking for the person of the year 2007. They held their panel this week. They're thinking about Al Gore. They're thinking Al Gore is going to be right. the one. But I think he's got enough trophies on his mantle right now. They say, of course, it's not official yet. And the person of the year doesn't have to be a person. It's been a group of people in 2004, whistleblowers, an abstract uh, figure, the American soldier. I Don't said be... figure. Oh, okay. Uh, American soldier in 2003. It was you last year. Yeah, they Remember had that, that little one? mirror up there. <laughs> what, what a gimmick that was. And a device, the computer in 1982. I think they were right on with the whole you thing last year with YouTube and MySpace and blogs. I don't think that was a bad call. Yeah, I don't know. We still, you know, elect the wrong people. We still do things wrong. Uh, I, yeah, as a group of people, but we're it, idiots. Oh, I don't of course. Think. That's, I mean, there's no doubt about it. But as far as what really stuck out last year, it was the explosion of YouTube and blogs. Even though they'd been around a while, they went mainstream. I could see where they went through that. I would like to nominate C.K. and Michael Hughes. <laughs> These are two people who, uh, to me, are fantastic and deserve an honor for what they have done in bringing us back to terrestrial radio. <laughs> Quit kissing up. John Minnelli is, is another this is, one. This is the highest we're going. <laughs> Furthest. John Minnelli, who allowed us to do two weeks in New York. Ron Bennington is a man that needs to be <laughs> congratulated, of course, of the Ron and Fez show. Uh, all right, seriously, though, when you think about the person of 2007, who do you, 
March 2007. Dog. <laughs> this happened last week. Dog I, the Bounty Hunter? Yes, I think that was. Who is Imus next for you? Imus and maybe uh, uh, JV or Elvis, whoever, whoever did the fake call. Uh, I, uh, the, the radio bit. 800-636-1067. Who's your person of the year for 2007? To me, it's an easy one. Anna Nicole Smith and her corpse, because that kicked off and set the tone for this year where we were going to have the cycle of about every three weeks, a new big thing was going to happen. To distract. That, that we were going to get immersed in, that we weren't going to pay attention to the war or the oncoming of the bursting of the bubble in housing. Anna Nicole Smith kicked it off. Then you had uh, Paris Hilton going to jail. She should be nominated. You had the Imus thing. Thank goodness for Britney Spears in those two weeks of the MTV Video Music Awards. Vodtech. The Vodtech Killer was another one that all of a sudden, you know, we were immersed in this and it took over our lives for two weeks. And that's amazing. Only two weeks. You know, something like that you'd think would drag on longer than Anna Nicole thing. But no, Anna Nicole went on longer than uh, a school shooting, which is just ridiculous. Terry on the board says his vote is for the don't tase me bro guy. That's yeah, that, and, and that, I think that goes to another YouTube you, uh, blog type thing where people are just, uh, this whole year has been the year of people wanting their YouTube videos to get a whole lot of hits. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't tase me bro. And you have the leave Britney alone guy leave Britney alone. or thing. Whatever that it was, because I'm still not sure what it was. Two girls, one cup. <laughs> right. So, like, who is, I mean, I guess Al Gore, is there anyone else that you could legit, like, for real say, okay, if it's not going to be OJ, who I'm voting for this year, it should be this person. Tub girl. She's been looked over way too often, and I think it's her year. It's like... <laughs> say something yeah it, it, it's like uh someone getting looked over for the all-star team okay. and uh you know it's just a make good this year all right fine dubs on a serious transitional note mm-hmm. i don't know if you can you know we'll skip that story and move on to the next <laughs> one and come back to it circumcision of 12 year old sparks holy war for parents dad claims son wants surgery mom urges the court to stop it the kid is 12 you have missed your window to mutilate the genitals of your son. You have that first three-month window of its life where it's not really going to recall. But at the age of 12, unlike this article where it says it is a minor surgery, it is not minor. You, sir, have missed the window, even though you just converted to Judaism, to have your son no longer be an anteater. (laughs) Why is this father so just enamored with his son's Dugan. He actually goes to bed with his son's junk on his mind. He's just, he can't and get out. And it's religion that he blames it on. It's like, I got to get it all this straightened out because of my faith. No, you're obsessed with your kid's junk. And that's the problem. And it's broken up your marriage. Now, think about it. The mom says the kid is afraid to tell his dad that he doesn't want to get it done. Now, you can understand this, you know, because you don't ever want to disappoint your dad when you're growing up as a kid. When your dad tells you to go out for the football team, you go out for the football team. When your dad tells you to get rid of that dang foreskin, <laughs> you go and you get rid of it. You know what I mean? So you don't want to disappoint your pops. You're 12 years old. You should know that, hey, I don't, I don't need to be chopping onto this thing. This thing needs to stay as is. 
800-636-1067. It is the Hideout Headlines. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs, and we are live on 106.7 WJFK. Uh, Dubs, to me, the whole thing of uh, circumcision, are you circumcised? Yes. And so am I. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem right. Like, if you, if you stop. I know, we can't do docking, which really upsets me. <laughs> All right, I'm done with you. <laughs> i got to transition to this next story. <laughs> I'm going to try. All right, here we're going to be serious for a moment. Okay, that's ladies tra- and gentlemen. That's what the transition's for, to switch gears. And today is Veterans Day, mm-hmm. and we do need to uh, to mark that in the Veterans Day and, you know, what the troops, especially in Walter Reed right now, what they have gone through in this Iraq war. What sucks is not only do our troops have to come back from this um, from this war that is incorrect, at least the one in Iraq, but they, they're coming back now, and it's showing that they're having trouble getting their old jobs mm-hmm. when they come home. And isn't that the whole thing? Like, isn't it against the law when someone goes off to war? Aren't they be able, supposed to be able to come back and get and their job supposed to be waiting for them? Yeah, there are laws protecting them from uh, being fired just for going out and serving their country. I mean, uh, that's why when you fill out your your uh, you know your application. application, there's a whole section there for that. You fill out if you're active duty, whatever. And yeah, I, I don't see why. You can't uh, come back and have your old job back. Stranded by extended tours in Iraq, growing numbers of military reservists say the government is providing little help to soldiers who are denied their old jobs when they return. Defense Department data shows. Now, I, I do understand some things do change while you're gone. Uh, you know, businesses do shut down. Sometimes there's not a job to come back to. But if you uh, if your position has just been filled. Uh, while you're gone, and they have to fill it for some point in time because you are gone for two or three years. It, you should be compensated. Uh, the government should be compensating you uh, like a year's I worth of your pay. should be compensating you. No, I, I, I think after like you know two years, that position has to be filled. Well, no, you can fill the position, but it's the whole thing of like if you're – if you're a quarterback and you get injured, you don't lose your job because of injury. You understand what I'm saying? Like there is a, there's not only an unwritten rule, but there should be a rule going. You know that states when you come back, we're going to give you your gig. And if the old other person has to lose their job, or maybe you find it somewhere, or maybe the government can subsidize the company to keep both people on, then fine. But yeah. we got us. I think the government has to take an active role in this because uh, a lot of these like locally owned companies or you know, the, the large companies can do this, but some locally owned companies they they'll have some trouble, you know, bringing on an extra forty or fifty thousand dollars a year again. So you know, the, the government has to take an active role in uh, you know helping these companies out that but are bringing back the, people. How about a little when the guy when the guy who takes over, okay, he should be able to say, you know what? I was here. I made my money for the two years that you're over serving your country. I'm gonna step back. It's your gig again. Thank you. What does he do with his family though? No, he goes and finds something else. He found that job. He can go find something else. That's the thing. We're so selfish. And I want to talk really quickly about the hypocrisy of Americans for a moment. We say support the troops, but uh, we don't support them when they get home. As we know with what happened at Walter Reed, as we know with the lack of VA benefits, as we know with them not being able to get their jobs, as we know that 25% of homeless people are veterans, we say protect the children from bad words, yet we fill their stomachs with essentially junk and we dope them up 
uh, because they have quote unquote ADD and we rob them of their education. And with when it comes to black people, we're more concerned with words like the N word or even to um, what happened with the IMA situation instead of figuring out a way as a society to better better situations and have opportunities for change. It's just a hypocrisy that runs rampant through the United States of America, and we don't get it. And we're just sitting here and we're lying to ourselves. We are the country of saying one thing and doing another. I'll tell you what. People, we've been in radio wars before, and I want I want other shows to step aside and let us... Yes, exactly. I, we've been, we're veterans of, uh, of a uh, Jody and Scott and Big O and Duke's uh, radio war. And now, we're, and, and now we're friends with Big O. No, the countless shows that we've taken on in our time. Elliot, step aside, okay? We're uh, back and we need to uh, work again. The last story of the hideout headlines, Dubs. Mm. I can't believe it's just now breaking news uh, for CBS. But overspace overcome by severe fishing epidemic. MySpace overcome. What I say? Overspace. MySpace.com overcome. My apologies. This is about anyone who is on MySpace. Mm-hmm. For those few of you that don't know what MySpace is, social networking website. But if you're listening to this show, more than likely you know about MySpace. And add us, by the way, MySpace.com slash hideout radio. But there's this whole thing going on where MySpace is overtaking by what they're calling fishers. And these are the people that try to get the password to your account and the the free $500 Macy's card yeah. that if you click here, you can get. Or a video of a hot chick. And if you click on that, then you could see the video. And, and it just they, takes you to some, uh, some fan link that I guess you're supposed to type a, in your information or something? Yeah, what it does, it's, it takes you to a page where you're supposed to re-log in so you mm-hmm. can see it. And then they end up stealing your information so that they can spam more people on MySpace. My question about this is, A, why is this just now making the news? Because it's been happening forever on there. Th- those of you that are on MySpace know that this has gone on for the last easily year now. But people still fall for it. That's the honest part about it. But my question to you is, what's the payoff for the people who were fishing for the information? Because Macy's isn't in on this. In fact, they're trying to fight this, too, because they feel it makes them look bad. So what's the payoff for the people that are spamming. Well, I mean, do they get web hits out of it, or is anybody... I... It just seems like they just keep putting up, they like they get your information, they get into your MySpace, but there's no social security numbers on so, MySpace. There's so, nothing like that. So MySpace is, uh, I mean, uh, Macy's is actually upset with this? They've come out and said... Yeah, they're pissed because it makes them look bad, because I know I personally hate Macy's because I'm getting one of these card things, you know, click on the free card every... You know, four or five messages. I don't know why people haven't looked at this before, but I guarantee it's J.C. Penney's behind this. <laughs> I think J.C. Penney's is uh, doing a smear campaign against Macy's. Or Montgomery Ward. Montgomery Ward. Dillard's is behind this, <laughs> trying to make Macy's look bad. All right, what are other epidemics on MySpace? Uh, the uh, the hot chick with her uh, free nudes on there. That's one that annoys me. I don't I don't add hot chicks anymore just because I know that it's just a nude site. Uh, one of the thing about, you know, as far as MySpace is that you add friends. Again, for those of you mm. that don't know. And if there is a chick who looks like she's incredibly hot, 
you know that she is not real and it's just a link for porn. And even now they've gotten a little bit better about ugling them up a little bit and making the them they more, look normal. Yeah, more homely and everything. And uh yeah, they're still, you know, click here for my nudes. All right, maybe that really was your sister then who was trying to add me if it was just some homely chick. No, no, I, she's a beast. She looks like me with a wig. Uh, 800-636-1067. Dubs, one of the biggest epidemics in MySpace is dudes with shirtless pics. <laughs> These yes. are the guys who will stand in the mirror and take photos of themselves uh, topless. <laughs> And somehow think, okay, this is cool, and this is going to make yeah, you want to be my friend. MySpace has turned into, like, just the most homoerotic area of the web. It's like walking through an Amber Crombie and Fitch. You know, you're just walking through, just seeing shirtless dudes everywhere. Dubs, we'll take a break. We'll come back. There they were, the hideout headlines, and we'll slow this thing down. We'll just hang out and we'll chat. 800-636-1067. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hideoutradio.com is the website. Hideout Radio is the instant messenger for Johnny Panani, who is taken uh, over on the board. What's up, buddy? Log on to your instant messenger so you can tell us who is on the phones, and we will be playing a liner here, and then you go to break. It's the Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. A terribly sad indictment of our society. You're in the hideout. An appeal to the sodomist. The hideout with El Jefe and J. Dubs. With its overtones of bestiality. The hideout. So true. <laughs> You're back in the hideout, baby. 106.7 WJFK, Jefe and Dubs. On a Sunday afternoon, we'll get you caught up on the sports scores a couple times before we end the show, taking it to 4 o'clock, then the Donna Mike Rewind. BDK's movie show at 6.30. Season opener of Terps Basketball. WJFK coverage starts at 7, tip off at 8. Terps at home against North Florida. I'll be honest with you, we're in Florida, and I didn't know there was a North Florida. Where's that at? I think that might... At North Tallahassee? Florida. Tallahassee? Yeah, no, that Tallahassee is Florida State. Wow. I have no Screw idea em. where North Florida is. Jacksonville? <sighs> okay. Maybe. And I don't know. tomorrow morning, listen to the Junks, 5 to 10, your chance to win a free seat in the Junkies Poker Tour Open. Three. Registration tomorrow night at the Exchange Saloon in D.C. Last year's winner walked away with thirty grand. Can we participate in no? By the way, details, WJFK.com. Can we get in on that? I wouldn't see why not. Can we walk away with thirty grand? Why not? We, we haven't collected a check. Or is the chump change that we're paying automatically exclude us from being able to pick up on thirty grand? Because, man, I just started playing poker, and I'm good. Are you? I'll tell you this. I'll take on Don and all the junkies, and I'll take the money. And I know uh, Brett, too. Brett O? Yeah. He's still producing the junks, right? I think so. On CK? He was on TV doing it. Was he? Yeah. For what? Well, there's so many shows. Right. I just remember seeing that on his MySpace, like a MySpace. But that's a pretty guy. You think about it, all them junkies are too pretty for radio. Mm. It's not fair. Cake's the prettiest, though, to be honest with you. Uh, 800-636-1067. Hideoutradio.com is our website. Also, too, the instant messenger is Hideout Radio. Feels good to be back. We're slowing mm. it down. We kicked off the uh, show with the Hideout Sports Quick Hitters, and we rolled through a bunch of sports stories. Also, too, we just finished up the Hideout Headlines and Dubs. You and I, um, uh, just excited to be back in Washington, D.C. It's a Sunday afternoon. It's football. We'll get the sports scores here in a second, but 
talk about your love for football for a moment. I mean, I know a lot of people are fans, but just the love that, like, this time of year, you know oh, what you, I mean? You get a feeling. Uh, right when you wake up on Sunday and you turn on ESPN and you start seeing that early coverage, there's something about this uh, this part of the year that's just terrific. I mean, I and I I'm a Lions fan, so I don't have that many particularly good years right around now. Right around now, I'm usually this out of it. This is euphoric for you. Yeah, right now, I'm uh, my team's usually out of it. They're they're statistically basically out of it unless they went on a, like an undefeated run, and we know that's not going to happen. But this year, we seem to be very much in it, and it's it's amazing. It's going to be great to watch you guys fall. Come on, hey, I'm not going to lie to you. I never pull for your team. Because, you know, here's the thing. Dubs and I, we've been in radio for, what, 10-plus years? Mm -hmm. And this is kind of the first time in our career, and I think like five or six years, where we are not full-time radio guys, Mm -hmm. you know? So a lot of times when you're working a, quote-unquote, regular job, you have to – you latch on to things like sports to make your life livable. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Make your day palatable. So for you, when you were working your crap job uh, mm-hmm. that you just wrapped up, it was you, you were so excited about Sundays. You lived for Sundays. Yeah. And when the Lions got stomped by the NFC East and the Eagles and the Redskins, it destroyed you, didn't it? Oh, uh, th- those weekends were pretty rough. I thought, like, oh, man, there there goes the honeymoon. It's over. We've, uh, we did good in a few games, and now we look like crap again. But, I mean, it's uh, the NFC East is the only people who have been able to beat us so far. Uh, I also want to say this, too. We mentioned it earlier in the show in the bet that you have put out to Don Geronimo. You put it out, and I haven't really. Where you were calling Don out and his Packers because you and Don before have made bets that, it, what is it, two? You have a you have a Green Bay, a Green Bay Packers tattoo mm. on your back mm-hmm. along with Indianapolis <laughs> tattooed mm-hmm. to your back. You also lost a bet to Ron and Fez, or Fez, and you have Bucko Bruce tattooed on your ass. Mm-hmm. I'm a butt pirate. So, Isolate that, please. Uh, I guess we have to do that ourselves since we don't mm. have producers. And my whole thing that I heard you listen, that I heard you saying to Don was Don, Packers suck, and I on Thanksgiving am so confident that the Lions will beat the Packers that when they do, Hefe and Dubs get to host the Hideout afternoons on JFK and on the Westwood One Radio Network. Yeah, I Did think I, I hear that? that one. Yeah, I think that's right about it. Except for me talking smack to him, I pleaded with him, please let us do it <laughs> as, a, as a favor. Yes. Um, hey, speaking of being a regular dude, you hear about the Dell dude? Dude, get, uh, dude, he got a Dell or whatever. Dude, get a Dell. The former spokesperson. Yeah. He there was this. I don't. It was like in the Daily News or something. New York Daily News. Where he's working at a tortilla flats in New York City, he is a waiter now. Everyone recognizes of course. him because that Dell dude was one of the biggest. That was a huge campaign, right? And and the kid now, like he's proud. He like he wears it on his sleeve. The fact that he is dude, working at Dell. yeah, working at you know tortilla flats now. With you and I working regular jobs, mm. were you ever ashamed of your regular job that you just quit? Oh, of course. Of course. It was a restaurant gig, um, and uh, it, it was not glamorous. At all. I, and people know that I live in Tampa, and uh, I've mentioned it before that I work a regular job and everything. And you know, I, I've had MySpace messages from people in Tampa saying, Hey, dude, would it be uh, awkward if I stopped by? 
For one, yes, because you're a dude. <laughs> so people want to stop by and say hello to you at your job? Yeah. Then they make you feel good that people you stuff sure, fans, that you sure, stuff fans but, out there? But I don't want them to stop by my job. I don't know what, what I'm going to say to them. You know, it, it, it would just be awkward. And, it, you know, if it was a chick, I might be, you know, more inclined to do something like that. But it's a dude. What am I going to do? See, I have a weird new job where I'm a publicist during the week. And part of my thing is booking guests on talk shows around the nation. How's that working out? Well, here's the funny thing about it. And I hope it didn't get me any trouble. But I look at all the crap that's on radio mm-hmm. around the nation. And while I am trying to book our guests on these shows, it infuriates me that they're collecting a paycheck while you and I have to be weekend schmoes. So you're calling these shows? They're producers and hosts but and pitching be, guests. But do you know like the names of the shows and everything? I look them up sometimes on their website because I don't know them ahead of time. What's the silliest name you've come across so far? <sighs> man cow. <laughs> Other than man cow. <laughs> there isn't one. I booked a guy on Mancow this last week. Oh, congratulations. It was huge for the company. I mean, it's a big get because it's a national show. And, you know, our guest was excited about it, and Mancow was an ass to him. Was he? <laughs> yeah. Of course he was. Because it's Mancow. You know what I mean? So it's a very odd situation that I'm in. You know, because, like, what's weird is, like, part of me doesn't want to pitch guests to people I know because I feel there's a conflict of interest. Like, I have a couple of guests that I think would maybe be good for, like, Big O and Dukes or even for our show. But I don't want to call Big Owen Dukes or SBK, who we used to work with in Orlando at Real Radio, because I almost feel like it's a conflict of interest, mm-hmm. and I don't want them to feel like they're indebted to put this guest on for me. You know what I mean? And they probably would. You know, like uh, I know SBK probably would. And like if, if one of these people contacted us, we would be like, all right, yeah, whatever, we'll put them on. And then we'd be like, Ugh. yeah, have exactly. to talk to this douchebag. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, Pedro says, so I'm going to edit it a little bit uh, on the Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. By the way, it is the Hideout Hefan Dubs on 106.7 WJFK. Pedro says, it can't be glamorous when Dubs is attempting to bang one of his coworkers at his job in the freezer loaded on painkillers. <laughs> so he's, he's pretty dead on with my life. <laughs> so it really is one of those odd things. Dubs, let's do a... Uh, a sports update here. Let's uh, let's get some of the NFL scores because you have the live update of what's going on in the NFL around the nation. And can we get a more muffled? That was our crack staff before that gave us that one. Green Bay above Minnesota, twenty-seven. Why do you keep to nothing? saying above? Green Bay is beating. It's beating or winning. Above. Is it above because on your computer they're literally no, I, above? Actually, the other? Green Bay is actually <laughs> below them on my computer. Uh, Jacksonville over. Does that work for you? <laughs> no. Over no, Tennessee. Because that implies that they've already won and the game's over. No. All right. Denver is beating. Thank you. Kansas City, 20 to 11. Miami is beating Buffalo, 10 to 2. Uh, and we have St. Louis on top of. Does that That works. Work? Uh, you act like you've never listened to sports radio before. I, you don't no, know how I, it goes. I, oh, I, 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 I've heard people say the way I've said it before, and you're... Uh, I don't like it. I'm going to air check you Okay. as a sports broadcaster. St. Louis on top of New Orleans, 34-15. to 15. Wow, that's a big one. That is one that you would not have thought with ONA St. Louis taking on. Yeah. And aren't they in New Orleans? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland going into Pittsburgh. And uh, they're on top of them right now, 21 to 16. 
Uh oh, so Pittsburgh's coming back. You got the did you do the skin score already? Because the no. skins uh have scored and they are up twenty one thirteen now. Twenty two thirteen now. Twenty two thirteen? Yes. Over uh Philadelphia. By the way, big weekend for the NFC East because the four o'clock game, Cowboys at New York and mm-hmm. the Lions uh and the NFC North taking on the Cardinals. In Arizona, correct? Yep. What's the Sunday night game tonight? Do you know what that one is? What is the Sunday night game? It's, uh, let me see. It is Indianapolis versus San Diego. San Diego? That's not going to be a bad one. No, that'll be good. The Monday night one this week sucks, though, doesn't it? The Monday night one is San Francisco versus Seattle. Not interested. And uh, one more game that's going on right now. Atlanta and Carolina are knotted up at 10. Okay, you probably shouldn't have even mentioned that because that's not really a game. (laughs) Uh, It's flag football, essentially. NFL Europe. Being played in Herndon. I think that is more appropriate and uh, worthy of note than Atlanta at Carolina. Uh, it is the Hideout Hefe and Dubs 106.7 WJFK. Right. What's a more give a crab game here? Let me let me tell you. Uh, four o'clock game: Chicago versus Oakland, or the Monday night game: San Francisco versus Seattle. Monday night game. Really? Because at least with Chicago, part of the fun is watching how much they suck this year compared to last year. They still have Devin Hester, and you know it's always fun. There's a chance that maybe Jamarcus Russell could play this week for Oakland. There's a slim chance he could get in. So that one has some storylines that are watchable. Mm-hmm. But as far as all the way out on the West Coast in Seattle and San Francisco, who really are they part of the United States of America? I'd like to call that Asia East. There's no reason for us to really care about either one of those mm-hmm. teams. And Cincinnati and Baltimore play at four as well, which was the opening game of the season. Really? And uh, no one gives a crap about, about that game at this point now. By the way, Dubs, I do want to say that coming up on WJFK.com, we're going to start having a web presence on there. We're going to have all our podcasts available for people to download uh, legally, <laughs> although we appreciate everyone else who gets them out there. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, too, we might put out some photos or a blog or something. You know, whatever people are doing online nowadays, maybe the I've heard of this new thing called YouTube were there videos that you can post? I heard people can Google us, too. I don't know what that means. It sounds kind of... It sounds dirty. Yeah. And I don't want to get into that. I found this uh, this week, and you're talking about being normal. And uh, here's some averages, numbers, and st- statistics. Okay. I want to see where you fall on a bunch of these. All right. 85% of men do not use a slit in their underwear. I've never used that, to be perfectly honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it's shocking that 15% of people use... That little flap. I thought that was kind of like old school and wasn't used anymore. And I was actually going through this list with one of my friends back in uh, Michigan. And he says, wait, people don't use the flap? I couldn't believe that this guy uses the, the flap. Yeah, I've never I've never used the flap. I always pull down. Yeah, I, pull, I just, just push my pants and my underwear down all at once. I've even gotten to the point where I'm feeling like an old man where I drop drawer completely. Oh, God. And that everything is... comes down. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is old man or foreign exchange student. <laughs> In school, the foreign exchange students, for some reason, would stand at the urinals, just pants at ankles. Well, the thing about that is they're not afraid of, you know, their, their, their body. Yeah. You know, they're not ashamed of it like we are here. Um, yeah, so I don't have that flap I have no use for. I would actually rather it not be there. All right, 67.5% of men wear briefs. Is that you? 
Yeah, I still roll with the tidy whities Although I've begun to move into the boxer phase. You have to wear boxers. And I, I've seen you walk around with the uh, the brief sign and just a shirt. <laughs> you look like a professional wrestler. You look like... Don't tell me Kamala. <laughs> you have a crescent moon and sun painted on your stomach. I don't see how I can't call you Kamala. Uh, I'll tell you this. While I'm sitting there and I look at myself and my tidy whities in the mirror before like I'm getting ready to hop in the shower... It's I'm wrong. Like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I have not grown up. I am not a man yet because I'm still wearing the same underwear that I would have worn when I was in the third grade. It looks like the movie poster to Critters. That's <laughs> not fair. 50% of people admit to sneaking food into movie theaters to avoid high price of snack foods. I've done this before. You got to. Man. I, I, my, mom and, my mom and dad used to do this all the time, and I didn't do it for a long time. I thought it was very bush league, but I go there, and I drop, you know, $10 on the movie ticket. And then $15 on some popcorn and a soda. One of my favorite things to do when we were living in D.C. is when we were in Silver Spring. I lived in Silver Spring. And, oh, I miss Silver Spring. I'll be honest with you. Again, we we allude to this occasionally that we do this show from Tampa. But at the at the uh, the movie theater, it used to be called the Ghetto Mall, which, however, is I'm sure it's not anymore because they revitalized Silver Spring right before we left, is there was a ghetto movie theater mm-hmm. in the little Silver Spring Mall quote-unquote mall, and I would always go down to Popeye's and get me some chicken and then put it in my backpack (laughs) and take it upstairs. I remember watching Matrix uh, Revolutions and then busting out my fried chicken (laughs) or my burger or whatever it was and eating it there. There's no reason to not take your own food into a movie theater. But you don't take a whole meal in there. You don't bring a TV tray in. Dude, I will walk in with a pizza box underneath (laughs) my arm and be like, what? You're not offering. If it was what, it'd be one thing if they offered the food there. No, it'd be but thirty if, bucks if they did. I, I don't but, think that's the point. I think it's the point of it being so expensive. Listen, it's stupid if you're going to pop your own popcorn and you're going to take that into the movie theater. But if they don't have pizza there, my mom used to do. That. <laughs> and they, uh, she'd bring in the uh, the uh, uh, microwave popcorn. If they don't offer pizza, you could take your own pizza. You could take your own fried chicken. You could take whatever you want to take in there. It's okay. To me, it's not against the rules. It's part of how you live your life. 90% of people believe in divine retribution. Do you know what that means? Like uh, That means God getting back? Well, God getting back or just karma in general. I believe in karma yeah. as a man that's been through a divorce. All right, let me give you a little example for those of you that... Let's get you caught up on our personal lives a little bit. All right. I went through a, a divorce. Uh, since it used to, it was a bit last time we were in D.C. where I was divorced, and it turned into reality. And after uh, I left my wife, I felt like the world was against me because my belly buttons just started oozing. <laughs> and I got to be careful how I say this on terrestrial radio on a Sunday afternoon. But let's just say whenever I went potty, uh, number two, it was accompanied by blood. Yeah. And it happened for nearly a full year where I – it was essentially like I was 13 and I just became a woman. And, it, and there were times it was bad. I mean – and I want, again, I don't want to get too graphic, but it was bad. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was dying. I had to get a colonoscopy and the whole thing. I was convinced that was a karma thing and me – leaving my ex at that time it, it it won't be too graphic to explain it as um princess diana's car wreck <laughs> in a toilet <laughs> that's right about where it was at you're such an ass 
But again, you know, and I finally feel like I've kind of gotten my life right in the last year. Mm. And it's weird because as soon as I got my life right, bleeding stopped. Just stopped. Magically. So I do believe, I don't think it was God that was doing it. So you had stigmata. I did. On your... Of the butt. I did. I'm telling you, man, this was for real. 800-636-1067. It is a hideout. Hefe and Dubs on 106.7 WJFK. 29% of people are virgins when they marry, which is a shocker. I don't believe that. I think that's one of those inflated ones. I, no, I, I, I think this isn't just the U.S. This is worldwide. So I do believe that, you know, because there's... Okay, I can see that. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, people that... Uh, and you yeah. also, too, got to think of, like, you know, the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And there are people still with more... Like, I, all right, for an example, I have a cousin who he and his wife, when they just got married last year, were both virgins. And I was thinking to myself, how do you do that? How what what is that wedding night like? Or even do you do it on that wedding night? I don't night? think you do. Do I, you know what to do? How awkward is it? Yeah, I, I think it'd be awkward because you you haven't done it for so long. You've been together not doing that for so long that you I think you'd almost be afraid of ruining the relationship that you guys just started by having sex right away. Yeah, because you get all that stuff out of the way early. You're mm-hmm. right. And so I can just imagine the bump and uglies being uncomfortable like whenever you join a new sports team and you have to learn the offense and you're just constantly out of place and you're running the wrong route or you're setting the wrong pick that's just what i imagine virginal sex being like for those 29 percent of people i give me some more of these i'm rolling on this all right uh we got uh on average 12 newborns will be given to the wrong parents daily that's not enough i think it should be more because when you think about it do parents honestly deserve the children that they wouldn't you feel like if you like if k fed and Brittany gave birth like somehow they would hope that they didn't get the kid from their own gene pool like somehow magically they could have ended up with gwyneth paltrow's baby how pissed would you be though if you've got one of those just white trash babies and it just grows out to be white trash i, I think that's what you find uh when you find someone who's like that kid just doesn't belong in that family. There's something really odd about that. I think that's part of these one of uh, uh, these twelve people a day. Did you ever feel like you didn't belong in your family? Uh yeah, but I felt I was probably part of it. You know, I, I felt like I didn't belong. But yeah, this is most likely my family. I felt too much like I looked like my parents, which is a bad thing. So I knew there was no way that I didn't belong in that family. And isn't it weird, just really quickly, how you end up doing the exact same things that your parents did? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you are a carbon copy of both of your parents, and usually the worst of both of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you never get the good parts of them. You always get their screw-ups. Right. And then you develop your own on top of that. So it, it ends up just being a, a big jumbled mess. Why do we continue to procreate when we know the vast majority of the time it is not going to work I don't know why well. we call it procreate. It should be amateur create, because there's nothing... Uh, <laughs> Professional about no, it. No, not at all. All right. Uh... Forty percent of McDonald's profits come from their Happy Meals. That makes sense. Yeah, because you—that's the whole thing about marketing—is you get the kids early, like you. You always go for the kids early. I do not. <laughs> and when you think of, because you want them to be, you know, like I was thinking about this when you and I were in D.C. the first time, and we were doing Saturday nights, and we had fifteen, sixteen-year-old listeners. 
now they're getting close to being in that real key demographic of them being 20, 21 years old. Because mm-hmm. we have people who have followed us from that very first Saturday night show to late nights in D.C. To, uh, they followed us down to Orlando, and now they're ecstatic that we're back up here in D.C. again on WJFK. So you know you do want to kind of get that that brand loyalty early on. Let's see here, twenty-two uh, percent of people skip lunch daily, and nine percent of people skip breakfast daily. Yeah, I don't skip meals. Uh, in fact, if anything, I'd like to see the percentage of people who add extra ones because I have <laughs> I have breakfast A and then breakfast B, and then and then brunch on top of that, which mm-hmm. is just odd. There's lunch, and then I have to have my afternoon sa- uh, snack. Mm-hmm. And then I like a nice warm-up meal before eating dinner. So for me, it's just constantly eating. And a lot of times they tell you to always be eating, but I like to have a three-course meal with every one of my small meals. Like, that's what I do. You're just always eating. Life's a lot better if you're always eating. 44% of people reuse tinfoil. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? It's like toilet paper. It's not World War One. That's it's, why you don't. It's like toilet paper. You don't just use it once. Yes, you do. You fold it over and you use it again. Only once. You don't. How many times do you reuse toilet paper? I I use it once and throw it down the toilet. That's why we're always running out of it, dude. You can fold that. I rarely. You I can, rarely go to the bathroom. I don't eat. <laughs> you can fold toilet paper three times and get your money's worth. See, that's the problem here in America. We're so spoiled that we only use our toilet paper once. The world would be better off if you fold it over two or three times. Like origami. Treat your toilet paper like it's origami. And I'm being serious. I'm not running a bit because that's what I do in my real life. Well, only once and then you, you toss it down the drain. Let's say uh, 28% of people have skinny dipped, 14% with the opposite sex. Wow, there's a lot of gay people in the world. Mm-hmm. So does that mean 14% of people have skinny skinny dipped with people? Just dudes? You like to think that's a lot of like people like chicks. No, it's not. You, you like to you like to think it's like a horror movie scene, you know, where all the chicks are in there and then they get slaughtered. But it's it's always just a bunch of frat daddies in there flapping dukes. Have you ever been skinny dipping with a dude? Yes. <laughs> all right, then I don't want to hear it. No, I. All right, here's here's a story. We were driving by this. Uh, me, my. Cousin by Curious BJ and my friend Woodard. Uh, Woodard? Woodard. Okay. All right. Uh, Appropriate nickname. We were uh, just driving by this big lake, and we saw this huge high dive. So we're like, dude, we got to go jump off the high dive. It's like 4 a.m. And touch each other. No. So we go up there. We don't have a bathing suit, so we get naked. We go up on top of this high dive. Why don't you just keep your shorts on or your underwear on? Because we'd have to drive all wet. So we took everything off. Oh, I'm sure some of you were. We got got up to the top of the the high dive. And a cop pulls up. It shines a spotlight up there. And it's like, oh, my God, it's the younger version of LemonPartyParty.org. Yes, and we all jumped in the water and covered covered our naughty bits. And then what? Because I'm sure that's not the end. Well, then the cop came up and uh, called our parents to come pick us up. When it's a situation like that, who finishes first? Do you have an arrangement? No. No, it's it's a race to the end. Do you flip for who's going to be the bottom? (sighs) All right, so Dubs is skinny dipped. For some reason, that doesn't seem like it's shocking to me. Again, it's The Hideout. We're live on a Sunday afternoon, 106.7 WJFK. 
800-636-1067. I guess, Dubs, you just found a whole bunch of numbers mm-hmm. and averages and percentages just going through them. We'll call this a uh, little segment by the numbers. So uh, 20% According of... <laughs> by B.I. <laughs> with your last story. 20% of women consider their parents to be their best friends. This is my ex. Yeah, my girlfriend right now, her mom's only friend is her. And it's awful because she's always calling my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's really annoying to the point my girlfriend has even said, uh, you have to find friends because this is unhealthy. Yeah. And your ex was the same way? Yeah, but she was the person doing the most of the calling to the parents. <sighs> and it was annoying. Like, we'd be going out and doing something. And I'd be driving, you know, because I drove basically everywhere. And she'd be on the phone for like an hour and a half while I'm just driving quietly. I can't turn the radio up because she can't hear her mom then. So what do they talk about? What are women nothing. talking about with their mothers? Damn nothing. It's, you almost cursed, didn't yes. you? Yes. It is the most... And that's what pisses you off. You can't turn the radio up or anything to drown out this drivel. So you're, you're stuck listening to... Well, um, yeah, I think we're going to go to Olive Garden. Oh, Jesus. And then we're going to go to Walmart. And I think I, I, we need some more toilet paper. How often and, do you talk uh, to your parents? Um, once or twice a month. Yeah, my mom has one, my mom once or twice a month. My dad every three months. My dad, when I call him, it's like he's annoyed. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you want? What's going on? Do you need money? No, I'm just telling you how things are going. All right. Well, that's cool. Why don't you email me next time? That'll be <laughs> a lot less awkward. Then we don't have to do the whole love you thing. So yeah, the love you thing with dad is very awkward. I don't. But, I don't like that part. But with mom, my mom makes me call her every Sunday. I I try to give my mom a call every week, but I forget every few weeks. So every right. other week about. Give me some more of these dubs All right. as we're running down here at the end. By the way, Dynamite Rewind next, BDK movie show at 630, and then Terps basketball kicks off tonight on WJFK. Coverage at 7, tip-off at 8 o'clock against North Florida. 40% have married their first love. Yeah, that was me. Um, as another one of those mistakes... You chalk up in life. All right, here's what happened, to be perfectly honest mm-hmm. with you. I uh, thought I'd never do better. And I immediately said, "This is uh, I'm going to do this. And it was, I'm not going to say it was an awful mistake, because I think you learn and grow through all of that stuff. But I don't know what my dad was thinking by okaying it. And I don't know what her parents were thinking by okaying it. They should have known immediately this is bad news. I was 20 years old when I got married. It's hard to tell someone First that. First person I'd ever slept with. You wouldn't have listened to them anyway if they would have said no. This is I right. think I might have. Really? I think I might have. I might have. It might have been one of those situations where they said, you know what, I'm going to give you a lot of money. Why don't you go to school up in Boston? Like, you know, all right, fine. I'll try it. But I was, it was like... I just kind of went through the motions and then was there. You know what I mean? And before I knew it, I was married for three years and wondering what happened. I I found myself in that same kind of hole. I never got married. I think it's a very common mistake, though, kind of uh, moving too quick with your first love or something. And then kind of being stuck in in a way. And uh, That was me. And I didn't know what to do, and I finally got out of it. And it was one of the most awful things. Like you just heard, uh, I was bleeding from my backside. But now I feel like it kind of sucks for my current girlfriend because this is a girl that I would love to marry and I've even thought about. But I'm so scarred from the first one. Why marry? I don't see the point in it. I don't know because it's kind of what you do. 
that is the worst thing I've ever heard. It's just what you do. You, you're but supposed if you're, to. If you're gonna, because I mean, right now I think I'm gonna be with her forever. So, so who cares? Fine. You're don't you have her? to? Don't you have to make it official? No. Why do you have to make it official? The tax break. Oh, that's not a reason to get married. We already have cats together. Why not go ahead and get married? No? No, you don't get married just for the tax breakers because well, I'm supposed to do that. That's why you got married in the first place. And that's what got you in trouble in the first place. I know, man. But I kind of feel like, hey, I should. Otherwise, I probably would have already proposed at this point. What would you do if I come home and tell you that I, get, I got proposed over Christmas vacation? No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it. but I. You were just yelling at me for it. It, it, it's up to you. I'm not going to try to talk you out of getting married, but I, 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 I just, just find marriage to be not necessary overall. But it is in the Lord's eyes, and that's something I need to be conscious of. All right, let me ask you this. I'll make, okay. it, make it really uncomfortable because myself, Dubs, and my girlfriend, we all live together in mm. Tampa. Do you think I should marry my girlfriend? I think you should stay with her. But you don't think I should marry her? I don't think you should marry anyone. I don't think I should marry anyone. I don't think anybody should get married. It's stupid. Because you it's like a penis. No. It's like, uh, all right, let's all have a, let's sit down and have a tea party with stuffed animals. It's the same <laughs> goddamn thing. All right, give me some more of these by the numbers before we get out of here. All right. Uh, one, in five per, uh, uh, one in five men propose on, on their knee. Did you get on one knee when you proposed? I did. It's steak and ale. And it was classy. <laughs> Six percent propose over the phone. Um, I'm thinking about doing it on IM, or maybe, or maybe putting out a MySpace invitation. Seventy-eight percent people would uh, rather die quickly than to live in a retirement home. You know, being in Florida, I have always looked around and said, I don't know that I want to get old. I, I'm a person who fears death, but more and more when I see old people. And how much you revert back to being a baby. And mm -hmm. I look at them and I think to myself, do I really want to be the person driving 25 miles an hour? Do I really want to worry about whether or not I'm going to soil my pants? Do I, do I really want to worry about having to eat dog food to survive? More and more, I don't think getting old is something that you want to do. I'm, ex I'm about to turn 30 and I'm excited about that. But I think if I were about to turn 70, I genuinely would be bummed out. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt that I don't want to live past a certain point because your, it just quality, of life, too hard. your quality of life goes down. Without a doubt. It's not, you watch everyone around you die. If I live to be 70, I'm going to watch, that means I would have watched my cats die. And <laughs> I don't want... If you live to be 32, no. it means you live to see your cats die. My cats are going to be like 35 or 40 on average. Definitely. All right, give me one last one of these before we get out of here. All right. Two out of... Uh, three of us wouldn't give up their spouse for a uh, for a night. Only you have to give her up for one night for a million bucks. Nah, I'd do it. Yeah, yeah. I'd say two out of three people are liars because there's no way you wouldn't just let some some rich dude bang your wife for a million bucks one time. I'd sell her for fifty thousand, then I'm out of debt, and yeah, you know whatever. We can put you can put the shame behind you, can't you? Let's go take a trip to Aruba, baby. Yeah. You know, we'll clean you out. You'll be fine. We'll just try to forget that whole situation, <laughs> and then we'll move on. All right, Dubs, let's do one final score uh, scoreboard here on a Sunday afternoon. By the way, those of you tuning in wondering, hey, it's the hideout. They're live. They're back. This is not a normal time. We're going to be normally 
from 6 to 9 Saturday nights. And that includes this next Saturday. We'll be on from 6 to 9. And then next Saturday, too, we'll bring back what we called the PSP, the post-show podcast, in which we do it uncensored. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. stuff we didn't get to. And uh, we curse, and that one is actually a lot of fun. I'm honestly thinking next week about interviewing DCRTV.com Dave. That'd be fun. In the podcast. I think that, because I don't think we could do them on the air, but we could do them on the podcast, right? Yeah. We originally had him on the air way back when. He was our very first guest ever in the hideout. Yeah, first night. So I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, We'll we'll run that past the, uh, the soups and see what they say, and then do it anyway. All right, Dubs, here we go. Final look at the scoreboard on this Sunday afternoon before we get to the Don and Mike Rewind. Looks like Green Bay is going to close out Minnesota 34-0. to zip. You said uh, there was a big injury in that game, right? Yeah, uh, Adrian Peterson, I saw him go down. I don't know how uh, bad the injury is. He was uh, he was walking off the field, but not without help. Uh, so that that's sucks. that. At least he wasn't carted off. Jacksonville is beating Tennessee 28-13. to We have Denver on top of Kansas City 27-11. to uh, Buffalo and Miami knotted up at 10. Oh. St. Louis over New Orleans 34-15. to It looks like uh, St. Louis is going to pick up their first win. Uh, Cleveland just a small margin still over Pittsburgh 28-24. to Do you have the quarter and time on that one? Yeah, uh, 7.37 left in the fourth. All right. I'm really hoping that Cleveland ends up beating uh, Pittsburgh because we even started off the show with these sports, uh, hideout sports quick hitters about the trash talking that was going on between those two towns Mm -hmm. and the television stations. I'd love to see Cleveland end up taking that one out. All right. We have uh, Philadelphia coming closer with, uh, with Washington. 20-22, 20-22, to 22, Washington on top of that one. Yeah, I got, I got from Punani that that was a 45-yard TD pass for the Eagles. Wow. And so the score is 22-20, to 20, Washington trying to hold off uh, Philly with about five minutes left. And Atlanta on top of Carolina. Oh, actually, that one just tied up 13-13. to 13. All right, and the 4 o'clock games are. Just the so 4 o'clock games are Cincinnati v. Baltimore, Chicago v. Oakland. Dallas versus the New Giants. York Giants and uh, Detroit against Arizona. Now, Dubs, if your Detroit Lions win this, what does that make you guys? That will make us 7-2. Uh, 7-2. Seven seven mm-hmm. Kitna, the quarterback, the said, Cats. He said that you guys would reach 10 wins. It is a legitimate possibility. I was reading a story this last week of him talking. He's like, I said 10 wins before I looked at the schedule. Now well over. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Wow. So. Uh, that is a dirt stash that definitely has a lot of confidence. And then finally, J-Dubs, what, tonight is Colts in San Diego and tomorrow San Francisco at Seattle? Yep. All right, my man, let's hit the out music and get out of here. Uh, I do want to thank everybody that made this possible. You know, this uh, Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoon slot, kind of tough, especially with phone calls because, well, like us, you know, everyone's watching football and involved with football, especially those in the key demographics. But, good show nonetheless, my man. A lot of fun. And then when we hop back into our Saturday night slot from 6 to 9 uh, next Saturday, that'll be a lot of fun as well. Uh, I want to thank everybody that made it possible. The folks uh, here in Tampa that let us use their studios at Genesis Communications. want to thank uh, Terry that started it off, and then our boy Johnny Punani. I'd like for Punani to 
him come hang out one Saturday yeah. night if he has the time. Get Pop on his... a mic, talk with us. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, CK for getting all that together. We had a conference call yesterday with him that went very well, discussing some of the plans for us on WJFK.com. So if you just missed this, we have a lot of people who are, uh, follow us with good, strong Internet following. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we get our page up on WJFK.com, make sure you download the shows from there. And we'll have a link on our website, which is uh, hideoutradio.com. All updates for week to week, because I know a lot of times our schedule's been flipping around and everything can be found uh, usually on our MySpace or one of those places. If you search around hard enough, you'll find us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anything big for you going on this week, Dubs? This week? No. I mean, um, I quit my cra- crap job last week. And I start my regular type uh, Kush job this week, so it should be a lot better. Working back in a radio station mm-hmm. doing some stuff. And if you're in radio in the Washington, D.C. area, expect a call from me under a different name trying to book guests. It is odd. Like, sometimes I'll go through and I'm like, uh, do I really want to try to book this person on this show? Because they're the competition. And I just move on and say, no, you know what? It's not worth it. So I'm purposely leaving out, uh, and I, I don't want my boss to hear that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but nonetheless, that's the way it goes. I get any information on hideoutradio.com. That is the website. All right, my friends, want to remind you, coming up, it is the Dynamite Rewind, BDK's movie show at 6.30, and then it is the season opener of Terps Basketball. WJFK coverage starts at 7, tip-off is at 8.00. Terps at home against North Florida. Then tomorrow morning, listen to the Junkies from 5 to 10. It's your chance to win a free seat in the Junkies Poker Open 3. There's a registration tomorrow night at the Exchange Saloon in D.C. Dubs, last year's winner, walked away with over 30 grand. Jesus. Just for getting to play some poker with the Junkies. That is awesome. Details are online at WJFK.com. And like I said, you will be able to get our information very soon. Looks like the Skins are on the verge of scoring a gain uh, and trying to hold off Philly. So there it is. And again, the big NFC matchup, NFC East matchup with the Cowboys and the Giants and implication for the Redskins. That is coming up in the 4 o'clock game. Hey, thanks to everybody. We'll see you in our regular slot. That is next Saturday night, 6 to 9. And then after that, we will do a post-show podcast. Uh, Other than that, We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000.